How's it going, guys? I'm Zeke. And I'm Jake. And you're listening to the Cinema Sideshow Podcast, episode 15, featuring special guest... Ooh. Jack Mr. Bear. Yes. Jack Bear. Jack Bear. Jack, it's Jack. Welcome Needs back, no Jack. introduction from other people. Thank no, you guys. No, no, you've been the most reoccurring. You're like a Twice. Cinema Sideshow. No, this is the third time now. Oh, that's too many times. <laughs> I gotta go, guys. Because <laughs> we had you in for Captain Marvel... And uh, us. And yeah. us. Shockingly, I forgot about Captain Marvel. Whoa. Shockingly. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about Captain Marvel later on in the show as we go through each of our lists, mm. winding up to our review this week, which was, of course, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. But Exciting. But that, I'm sure we have all caught a couple of movies this year. This week? This year? No. This year? Not cool. this year, but That's this ridiculous. week. ridiculous. How could you? This week specifically. Haven't copped a couple of movies, but I did watch something. You watched something. And it was trash. What? New TV show. Okay. Lunatics. Chris oh, Lilly. Oh, that's the dude with the Summer Heights High. Yeah, Side Summer Heights High guy. Summer Heights High guy has a new show, and I watched episode one of it. Oh. Very okay. bad. Not okay. good. Not funny? No. It's really not good. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of his other stuff, to be honest. Like, I think Summer Heights High is fine, but I'm not a fan of all the other ones. But The like one the, from Tonga. Yeah, and Jamey. Private school girl. I oh, I know what you're talking I about. I just think the joke is. I've heard about this new show. You're correct. <laughs> yes, yeah, the joke is just a guy dressed as a woman or a guy dressed as a little yeah. kid. So it's not funny. Yeah, basically. Um, I know I've had some family who agree. It's like, but you've also watched a documentary, like, Jack. Good. Oh, which is actually good. Uh, what's it called? I actually forgot. Uh, what it's Dogtown called. and Z Boys. <laughs> Dogtown and Z Boys. It's such a weird title. It is a bit of a weird. But title. no, it's so like that's a, just, just one film. What's it, that? It's a documentary. It's, a it's documentary. just one documentary. It sounded like you said two films. That's one and title. Boys. Yes. That's one title. Okay, yes. fair enough. Yeah, it's, uh, a... it's good. Documentary from 2001, mm-hmm. narrated by Sean Penn. Yes. Mm. Sounds good. very bored in it, to be fair. He does sound like he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, oh, sounds no. like he went in, he must have been struggling for a bit of dosh, and just decided, hey, read this script for a documentary. He doesn't really add much if to it. If you needed a bit of dosh, then like, wouldn't you be more excited? And like, yes, let's do Maybe. this thing. I don't, I don't That's know. That's not how it works. No clue. Isn't it? I'm sure Sean he wants, thought he, he was too good job. for a narrating of a documentary about skater boys in the 1970s. Skater but boy. it was fascinating. I love... I just, I, just, I liked it. It was just like... He is these small group of people that didn't realise that they literally are the reason that something is like the way it is now. It's like they didn't realise the impact they'd have on history. Yeah, and, right. like the whole reason why people skateboard the way they skateboard is because of this group of kids. Real interesting. Yeah, no, I, I definitely. I watched it a little a couple of days after him, and it has a, an interesting MTV aesthetic. Would be the accurate way yeah, of describing it. Was that it. time period. It also makes you want to learn how to skateboard, like real bad. Yeah. I want to start. I mean, it was made into a much a feature film based okay. off the same idea called Lords of Dogtown, which I watched. Oh, later, I've heard of that one. Yes. Late last year. Which, uh, yeah, I got mixed reviews. I didn't really... I said to Jack, I didn't really care. It wasn't a negative film. Like, it didn't come out feeling bad. It's kind of substance Yeah, I went and watched the trailer after right, I saw the doco. nothing out of it sort of thing. Yeah, bit of a by-the-numbers book. Uh, you know, Heath Ledger's in it. Yeah, it's not, watch the trailer uh, and you'll, you'll see it and you'll be like, oh, I can kind of get the gist of what this movie's like. It's a bit... Yeah. It looks very TV movie. Gotcha. I, I can see. buy that, yeah. Because it's basically... It's about three boys... All from rough walks of life. Mm. They get famous, fame gets to them, yada, yada, yada. We've seen it sort of thing. We have seen it before. It's not a it's not a great documentary or so. It goes over the course of a decade, but the kids don't age well. Oh, okay, decade, I see, yeah. Which has been a problem with a couple of films that I've watched. I think the one this year that comes to mind from my challenge was 
Brie. Oh, the, we talked about Brie, yeah. We mentioned it on kids, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. the Isn't kids breath? didn't... Breath. Oh, breath yeah, breath. you're right. There's no E. It's breath. Okay, so it's breath. And Apologies for um, that. Yeah, no, how the kids... It goes over two or three years, but the kids don't age very well. Yeah, we appropriate def- enough. We definitely talked about how, like, in that film, we couldn't really get a good grasp on the time. Yeah. Because they don't age. That problem That problem is in the feature version of the film. But the documentary is, is fine. Because I'd watched yeah. the movie beforehand. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. I sort of knew what the documentary was talking about, so Jack kind of got the fresh, hot take of it. Yeah, um, so it was more interesting to me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad awesome. documentary. It's different. But uh, what about Definitely you, Jack? You caught anything this Yeah, I've got a couple of things. Speaking of uh, Skater Boys, I watched Mid-90s. Written and directed by Jonah Hill. Hell. I watched I watched it with Jesse actually. Yes, Jesse I, knew from me and Jesse haven't hung out in a while and uh, he wanted to catch a film and we wanted to see mid nineties, so we watched it at Luna. Luna in Leaderville and uh great little twenty seat. It was a very kind mm-hmm. of uh very private, intimate theatre. In the big city. And um in the big city. Now it's cool, yeah, you, know, you go to you go to those theatres, you don't go to you know, your your typical Hoyts or something where it's like it's such a flat uncharacteristic theatre mm-hmm. you actually go to fit in there but we've been talking about theatres the last couple of weeks how just terrible they are and we have yeah. a few things to say about our, our movie of the week the, some of the people in the theatre of that like holy god you have to stick around to the second half of the show before we tell yeah, that you story you have to stick around a little, little promo there a little yeah. but this was nice a little 20 seater people really nice means yes you went to sit in seats so apparently wet and the people behind us were like hey you shouldn't sit there it's wet yeah, people people are nice at these fears. But how was the movie? <laughs> the movie we saw it in the nineties, yeah. Um yeah, it was about you know, you know, skating in the nineties uh-huh. and uh, you know, a kid about I think he's thirteen years old who um kind of bumps into like the older boys who kinda of own this little um, you know, skateboard shop and that's kinda of all they do, that's like their escape and uh, they're a very bad influence, but it's it's that youthful film and um they don't hold back on a lot of stuff, so like they kind of speak as uh, as kids, kids that age yeah. should speak, mm-hmm. um, especially in kind of that. You know, it, it's not like a bum town, um, but you know that's just like how they live. That's just how they live their lives, and it's it's got some really interesting things with like how that family that he's kind of found this kid, um, you know, relates to his real life family, which is a lot more um, <laughs> interesting to say the least. But um, I'd like to talk a bit more about this film when we have Jesse on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we both have a lot of cool things to say. I remember one thing he specifically said was that it feels like a silent film in a lot of times, interesting. which I thought was very interesting. And yeah. it's very well shot. It's very well um, directed, I would even say. There's some really great moments in there. Yeah, it's um, one of the ones I'm waiting for. I'll watch it on Blu-ray probably. Yeah, fair. It's, a, it's a good It's not really movie. a movie you need to see in cinemas just by like looking at it. You know? It's definitely... It's, it's not the most grandioso film of all time, but it's definitely got um, that kind of nice... It's got charm to it. It's got... Uh, I don't even know if the word charm... It's kind of almost the opposite of charm in a good way. I think I gave it an A-. It's like, I really, really like this film. Oh, wow. Um, and I would like to talk a bit more about it again when Jesse comes, but um, A4, uh, A24 produced, because the film opening shot is A24 spelt by skateboards, and then the kids jump in and, like, jump. That was a hmm. very clever thing. Speaking of A24, I've seen another film this morning, yeah. actually, by A24, 8th Grade. Uh, a couple of Bo Burnham. I'm a Have either of you, like... What do you know about this film? Bo Burnham. Uh, Bo Burnham looks like it was shot on an iPhone 3. Like, the cinematography is ass-looking. Okay, that's interesting, because I thought the cinematography is the best thing about this film. You wow. are insane. Have you... It looks like it was shot by a YouTuber. I'm not... I mean, I mean half, half the film's, like, 
a commentary on that sort of thing. I know, no, but... the, not necessarily like the picture quality or like the the, the, the like color or the look of that, but the way the cameras are used in this film is actually like excellent. I'm a big aesthetic man. I haven't seen the movie. I just haven't. But the reason I haven't seen it is because just the way it looks. It looks very amateur. I'll say watch it. Like sit down and watch. I don't, also, I don't know, also, I don't know what not, the deal is if it's out on like Blu-ray or what I'm the deal a, is. But... I'm not a 12-year-old girl either, so I don't know if that movie so will relate to me. Eighth grade. I watched it on my computer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bit cheeky. Put the put the oh, put legally the, put the little thing. No, mm. oh Jack, what are you talking about? No, um, no, but I, like I, you know, it was like a nice. Quality. I didn't like you know bum bum it, but um, I still thought the cinematography was really outstanding, and the, the use of music as well is really outstanding. Not 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 specifically the the music choice, but the way it's used in terms of um, it's diegetic, non diegetic like, transitions, mm-hmm. and kind of the way it's actually used to to tell you about like character and when. Our focus on which character we're for. like just stuff like that, like really clever use of that, um, and I quite enjoy it. I mean, it is one of those things of you have men, women, and children. You have the edge of seventeen. I haven't seen. Oh yeah, it does look like a sort of edge of seventeen esque. It's sort very of. much in that vein. I would say it's like men, women, and children, but way more focused. Where men, women, and children was like about like twenty different people uh-huh. and how social media affects their lives. This is just one person, and we follow this one person the whole time. Yep. Um. And that, is, that is three. That's th- all those films you guys just listed. I haven't watched any of them. I can't. I wouldn't to list. Eighth grade is the uh, kind of movie that, like Australia, like eighth grade and mid nineties are the kind of movies that you have to look for in Australia. Like we don't show those kind yeah, of films. Yeah, I've, d- I've definitely been on a yeah. bit of a niche market compared to our our main film of the week. It's yes. probably the exact oh, opposite of that. It's the most niche film. It's a little film. I don't know if you've heard of it. Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> little indie a, film. Little niche film. Oh, yeah. It's done done by a... Not, not A24. It's something like Disney or something. Or oh, some, some small company it must like, be new. made that film. I don't know. Um, but no, I, I... Look, it was interesting because like, I, I compliment the cinematography and stuff. I think the, the plotting and stuff, I found this a little less... From from a filmmaking standpoint, it's more interesting than those other films. But from like a plot character standpoint, I found it less interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because the dialogue and I understand why they did it but literally every character except the father their dialogue is just ums and errs and I know what they're trying to do but it really <laughs> it gets really hard to get through yeah when it's like okay I'm trying to I know what you're trying to convey with the, the dialogue and but the way the character's acting but it's like a movie it, so you can cut that shit out <laughs> well that's the thing you know because yeah. like I mean we talk about dialogue being um kind of the the um What's it called? You know, the the illusion of real conversation. Yeah. And this, I mean, I got no problem with it trying to do that, but I I, I found it a little harder to get through because of that. Because there's so much ums and ahs, and it's about uh, people who have anxiety and people who really struggle to communicate mm-hmm. with other people. And I think uh, it was a very interesting thing. Like I said, the film's very technically made well, um, but I found it a little less... Like, The Edge of 17, I found way easier and more interesting to watch because a little bit more happens in that um but it's also that thing of how is this girl not popular i mean yeah, like, you, could, she, you probably like i mean that's what you're trying to say right is yeah. you're trying to say that films are that unification of almost trying to embed a universal language in a message or theme yeah well i and... mean exactly because like this film does a good job at like putting you in the world and like these characters and it makes mm-hmm. it feel real that's all there um and you know what i'm saying i, I think the point is this this is a very believable performance but I, I I sorry I cannot remember the um actress's name but she's got a great performance and like her look as well like she's got acne in her face um the costume design's really great like there's a mm-hmm. there's a part where that she goes to a swimming pool and it is not a very flattering kind of like swimming gear or, mm-hmm. you know the what she wears and stuff and it's like that all that stuff was kind of on point 
So I can see why people wouldn't like talk to her, this or that, or um, that does a little better than those other kind of Edge of Seventeen ish films. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't but, try to like Hollywood it up or anything. Yeah, exactly. It feels a little bit more grounded. It, it generally reminded me of like me in like year nine and ten, mm-hmm. not specifically that character, but like the vibe and the tone and the like. Oh, this shit's awkward, and this is awkward. Mm-hmm. And, like it just reminded me and put that kind of in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give it props for that. It does a lot of things right. Um, and I think it's a very well-made film, but we've, like I said, we've seen these kind of films before, and I think other f- other films of this type do certain aspects of it better. But I recommend it. I think people should check it out. Cool. But yeah. yeah. No, I've, I mean, I've caught a couple of films this week. Um, it's going to be really funny to uh, try and compare, because mine okay. are not on the... I went on a rom-com week this week, guys. Oh, wow. okay. Boy, howdy. Um, so I did All about... over the plate. Yeah, I know. Um, I did About Time this Never week, seen it. Which I tried to bring up with Jack. Uh, I thought, he, I thought he was talking about In Time with Justin Timberlake. No. So About <laughs> Time is the film that stars Rachel McAdams and that dude who plays General Hawks in the new Star Wars films. Oh, right. Yeah, um, dude. And it's about like a time traveling where all the men in the family can time travel and it's like a love story. Sounds quality, mate. It honestly... It was, was it written by... Good. That sounds very Nicholas confusing. Sparks, probably. Nicholas is it a Nicholas Sparks film? No, it's some... I can't remember now. It's uh, something Curtis or something. Oh. Cannot remember. But look, it was real middle of the road. Much like uh, I also watched The Ugly Truth for the first time. Oh, wow. Oh, I can barely remember that Wait film. Wait a sec. I think I watched that last year. Wow. That's the one... Gerard the... Butler and Catherine Heigl. And she's like the... Like... Like a journalist, not yeah, journalist. Um, yeah. She's a showrunner, like a producer, yeah. I've seen this. I watched this... I watched this with my ex-girlfriend last year. Don't really want to talk about them that too much. That film is trash. That movie is bad. <laughs> the ending is disgusting. Oh, the green screen. Have you not seen even this the, one, Jack? Not even just the green I watched screen. It, like back in when Video Easy was a thing, and my mom oh, probably well, rented it. Just, see, at least you got it from a Video Easy. <laughs> There's still Video Easies out there. Ex Rental coming to Clicker Productions very soon. That was good. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but no, in all honesty. Um, <laughs> I'm getting real, like, I'm watching these it's films because so I'm bad. trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, like, I've said to you guys, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, between, you know, where we have our jobs and we have uni, it's like, I don't want to go home sometimes and watch, you know, a movie that's... Hounds of Love. <laughs> yeah. Watch that every five days. It's a bit exhausting. Oh, it's God. like, I need to watch a new movie every day and it's like, sometimes I don't want to watch things like Roma, for instance, right. where it's like, as much as I love and adore Roma and I love... But film is everything. It's yeah. not just the Romas or the private lives or yeah. those like sort of films where it's like not for everyone. Whereas at least this film's, you know, it's designed for like the couples the masses, going on a date yeah. night. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crap though. In all honesty, <laughs> it's it was so crap. Bad. It was 90 minutes I'm not getting back in my life. What Between that and girls of girlfriends... Ghost of Girlfriend's Pass. Ghost of Girlfriend's Pass. Try and pronounce that three times fast. Ghost of That ending to the ugly truth, the, not even just the green screen, which is atrocious, but like, the whole, like, her character arc mm. basically is to become a slut. Yeah. <laughs> so character It's arc. an unashamable film where Jarrah Butler probably had no work after 300 and put on a bit of weight and he was like, oh, I need some money. And Catherine Heigl, no one wants to hire her because she's apparently a pain in the butt to work with. Oh, boy. I know, it'd be really awkward She's if never I was going to work with us now. Now that we said that. What a shame. <laughs> um, 
About Time was good though. I'd actually oh. give that like in the rom com. Like I, I would love to really break down how I feel like rom com. We talked about this the other day, Jack, in the car. How rom coms have kind of shifted over time and and kind of changed and how. Well, I, I was saying that they sort of, they were very generic, and then there's a few that came from the guy's point of view, and now they make the same generic shit but from the guy's point of view like to this weird like it's like kind of like a, uh, a cycle where it's like the same shit oh a new idea and now we've converted that new idea into the same shit because well, we other movie you watched how Netflix seems to churn out uh, very similar looking rom-coms like they a, almost cookie it's cut it's like they film yeah. eight at once with the same actors and then they just chuck them out over the course of the summer yeah wouldn't surprise me between like Kissing Booth Trash. and that new one that came out Perfect Date Perfect Date mate it's... wait until Kissing Booth 2 comes out because they've announced it they have we'll, announced we'll, that's we'll happening we'll do a marathon It'll be so trash. <laughs> We're going to do a marathon. Uh, I think we of should. one movie before the we second should, comes We out. should do a rom-com special where we watch these uh, trashy Netflix okay. ones. And they all have to have Noah Santi Balago or whatever his name is. <laughs> that bloke who was in Perfect Day and uh, yeah, SBF yeah. 17 or whatever that hell that one was. Well, oh. we were talking about ranchy comedies on the way here. Like the yeah. 07 period of, you're right, you're super bads, you're... I don't think 40 reversions 07. That's way earlier. But in like, yeah, yeah, mid to late 2000s, yeah. they had like four or five... Or like, two. Yeah. Like ones like that, yeah. Knocked up and no. stuff, yeah. But it, it, you know, you got to watch those movies sometimes because after a long day, it's nice having something a bit more brain dead so you're not you know, walking out thinking something profound. I mean, last week, I watched things like Animal Kingdom and Once and stuff, which yeah. are these more You're like, I need a break now. <laughs> give, me, give me some crap. Yeah. Remind me that there are crap movies out there. I kind of went the opposite route. I mean, yeah. I, watched, I watched good stuff last week, but like I watched, this week I was watching, yeah, you're right, the films that are hard to find in this country. Exactly. was what I decided I mean, to watch I, this I, week. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about Thunder Road and that, yeah. that feature. That's also Luna. I want to catch that so badly. Yeah. Ew, is it? We should yeah, all just Yeah, it was there. The, um, I, just, I went uh, for Thursday night. I just watched yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's all I ever watch. <laughs> I just have it constantly <laughs> on in the background. And then I also Fair watched enough. Dogtown and Z Boys, but we've already, talked, we've about already talked about that. That's we've talked about that. Now, I mean, cool. I think that's us for this week. How many films is that now? 101. 101. 101 Dalmatians. You know, I've never seen 101 Dalmatians. Well, that should have been your 101st out, one. Get out <laughs> you know what, of your, this room. Your 102nd one should be 102 Dalmatians, then. I haven't seen either. <laughs> just skips the first I haven't seen either of those films. <laughs> you know, and the funny part is, I haven't done the upload, so I could go home, watch 101 <laughs> Dalmatians, Zeke's, and make the 101st oh, film. Zeke's just like Dalmatians. really confused watching 102 Dalmatians. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where'd the first so 101 little... come from? <laughs> So maybe I should watch that. Probably watch the live-action version as well. The, the original oh, was... The, live the cartoon's trash, but 101 and 102 are live-action. They're good. No, no, I mean, no, they're not. What am I on about? They're bad, but I still watch them. <laughs> oh, okay. And then watch Inspector Gadget 2. Well, I mean, career... When we get... Well, you know, we're shifting into the Jack's career part of the takes. show. Jack and I really have nothing more to add. Oh, Jack wrote funny. a killer script that we're hopefully going to make Oh, that's through. right. He did too. My um, debut script. Two pages. Um, Sounds good. Hopefully stick around in the space and we'll have something to talk about with that in a couple of weeks. But Jake was doing some acting himself. Yeah, I did some acting for a change. It was in a second year film. Um, three days of shooting. I think they're still shooting. I got a couple What's of... What's the name of the film? Uh, for Us. Okay. So I have... I, re- I don't know what the deal is with the release plans of that. Hopefully that they do a Murdoch screening. That should have been the title of the fourth Us movie. That's not out yet. Let's move on. Yeah, but in a few years, for us. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Yes, yeah, so I did acting that. I played second, I guess, second lead. Yeah. And that was fun. I had some flexibility in that one. So we'll see if uh, people get a chance Watch to see it. Watch the for that film. You might get to see Jake play. All right. Yeah. So shifting gears, before we get into our movie of the week, we've all 
as of last week, established that we're all going to go through the 21 films oh. that were made before ah. Avengers. Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, to think about that. I always I say Infinity War as well. I was about to say Infinity really? War Part 2, but that's not correct. I, I did. Um, when I hung out with Jesse last week, he did make a, a comment about your... Actually, I'm, I, no, I'm not going to say... There's a... I'll say your, he, he comment on the whole Infinity War Endgame, like, mixeroo we keep screwing up. His, there's one thing he said, though, about this podcast that I laughed at that I, I'm going to wait for him to say it to you instead of me. Okay. Because it's funny. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, so anyway. We, all have, we all have our lists of um, that we all put together. Our rankings. We're going to go in a round table conversation, slowly lead up to our top three films, and then after our Endgame review, we will then decide where we want to put Endgame in our respected lists. This could get ugly. I know last this time... could get ugly, I don't Jack. think it will. It probably won't. This is no Last Jedi. This is just... Generic yeah, films. Yeah, it's pretty. But uh, first off, we'll start with Jack, and we'll work their way around clockwise. Jack, you Jack, special guests. We'll go from twenty-one. How about I do my to eleven? Bo- I'll do my bottom three first, so that I don't ruin it before. Okay. So aren't you starting from twenty-one though? I mean, yeah, but if I did twenty-one to eleven, it would be less. I'd have to go back to the last three. So it's like, why don't I just do the? All right, worst we'll start three. with the bottom three. Do however you feel comfortable. My worst Jack. film. Actually, no, my third worst. I'll start. I'll go oh, down towards my mean. worst. I see what you mean. Number okay. 19. Oh. Going to down to 21. Number 19, Avengers Age of Ultron. Wow. Number 20. Fair enough. Ant-Man and the Wasp. And my worst Marvel film, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Hmm. And so from 21 to 11, that is Guardians 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Thor 2, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2, Thor... Captain America, the first Avenger, and then 11 would be Ant-Man. Interesting. Did you slot Endgame in your list just then? No. I swear you said Avengers Endgame. If I said Avengers Endgame, I meant Age no, of Ultron, but I don't think I said Endgame. No, you, you said Age of Ultron. Okay, maybe I'm just... Maybe I had a stroke. Maybe out, I'm maybe. having a stroke. Anyway, so for me, I'll do the same as Jack. I'll go 19 to 21. 19, Captain Marvel. Mm, good. 20, Thor the Dark World. And 21, mm. The Incredible Hulk. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and you only just saw that last week. You didn't, I, you didn't even mention that. Guardians 2. Oh, is, yeah. You saw that, in the that last in the week. last week, too. That was my only one I didn't the watch. The Incredible Hulk. My mind is blown. Okay. That was the only MCU you haven't seen till yes, now. Yes, and I watched yeah. it in the last week. And you're week. saying that, and that was Guardians of the Galaxy one. 2 and Thor 2 yeah, are, I'm gonna like my list. All are right. better <laughs> than <laughs> Incredible oh, yes, Hulk. Okay, continuing. So going now, so 21. from 18. Uh, we'll go 21 to 11. So, The Incredible Hulk, Thor The Dark World, Captain Marvel, Thor, Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange. What? Captain America, The First Avenger, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Black Panther, Iron Man 2, and Ant-Man. Iron Man 2, Ant-Man... Do you both have Ant-Man at 11? Yeah. Yes. Nice. I can't believe you think Iron Man 2, Ant-Man, and and, uh, Doctor... Doctor Strange is, like, one of the better films. Mm, And Doctor Strange is pretty good. Can't believe All it. right, well, I'll go for my... I am going to go just straight backwards because I already revealed last week the 21 and 20 already. Okay. Because I said that at 21, my the, my least favorite is For the Dark World, which is the one I actually mm. just watched the most recently. Good choice. Um, and then, I think Jackson like this number 20 is Guardians Volume 2. Thank you. And number 20. Trash. I think that film is so awkwardly Put it bad. In a bin. It is garbage. It's not bad, bad, but it's it like... It looks like Spy Kids 3 Game Over, mate. It's so ugly I and couldn't... cartoony. <sighs> Uh, we can all agree Guardians man. 2 is straight trash. Uh, wait, did you read out Guardians 2 yet? 
You are a bad filmmaker. Zeke is just <laughs> losing it right now. Go back. When's the last time you watched it? Go back and watch it, you fucking idiot. Okay, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. It's going to get dirty in this room. Cage match. Still got to get through um, the review. All right. So then I think a lot of us landed around the same here at 18. Uh, sorry. No. Uh, 19. Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man 19. Then going down 18. Captain Marvel. Which I think me and Jack are the same. Uh, 17. 4. 16. Iron Man 2. 15, Ant-Man and the Wasp. At 14, Black Panther. At 13, Doctor Strange. At 12, the original Guardians of the Galaxy. At 11, Age of Ultron. Mm. Yeah. And, oh yeah, at 11. There yeah, go. there you go. Oh, I think Age of Ultron is way too high on okay. the list. I think Age of Ultron is just barely better than Guardians. All right. So. They're both overrated. I would like to um, <laughs> quickly, before we go into 10 to 4 because that'll be our next part. Two to four. Um, let's just get all our salt out of the way for that first okay. half. The uh, Incredible Hulk lasts. All right, let what? me justify this. I got, oh, my God. I feel like if we're judging these films, we've got to judge them as as they say to us, the MCU. We've got to kind of put them under the same umbrella. And, of course, because this movie it just feels so disjointed from the rest of them, I had to account that in my score. You didn't. <laughs> it's just it's a it's a it's a it has a connection to the other ones. Mm. It has connecting characters. It's just a fine generic film. It it's really just the actor. Will... That's the only real thing that disjoints this. Well, from I guess, and, and I think that might be enough, be, given the context yeah. of when I'm watching it, because no, I can't remove enough. that context as much as I want to. I know Mark Ruffalo. My first interaction with the Hulk is the Avengers movie when they go see Mark Ruffalo chilling. You know, just chilling by himself. That's my first intake of the Hulk. So yeah. I found I found it just too difficult. Um, okay, okay. I feel like we're all on the same page about Thor The Dark World. Yeah. Don't, don't really have much to say about it. It's just bleh. It's bad. Who, and, put, who put Ant-Man in their list, like, high? Who was uh, it? Ant- and my, my, we had Ant-Man 11, both of us. Okay. Equal. I think it's fine. It's a funny, it's funny, it's forgettable. It's fine, I don't remember anything about it. That's why Ant-Man yeah, was well, even higher for I don't me. remember anything about it because it was inoffensively all right. Everything below that is, like... Tilting towards yes, bad. I would like to emphasize yeah. uh, before we go further. Now, I'm glad we're doing 10 to 4 because I, I honestly can say from 10 to 4 or 10 upwards, the films right. that are the ones that I would say are harder to grade against each other also I'd are see, pretty good films. I'd say everything outside of my 10 is generic or bad, and everything in my 10 I think is a good film. Yes. So Fair that's kind of why I wanted to. It's good we separated them. What else did I have salt with? For me, honestly, you, it's up until like the top seven are like the ones that I'm like happily rewatch. Well, I mean, after seven, it's my favorites. I'd probably say the top seven are like my favorite Fair one. Enough, yeah. But what ten, you, top ten, I'd rewatch. What did you What did you yeah. say that I disagreed with in your list? You said a few things that I didn't agree with. Uh, let's see. Uh, see I meant you... to at sixteen. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange at thirteen. Uh, Doctor Strange. I feel like you guys put. Do- oh, Zeke put Doctor Strange. Sixteen. For Way too low down. Nah. Doctor Strange is great. No, it's not. I don't know why you think that... It's one of the Guardians better origin <laughs> stories. Uh, it's a good... Fi- it's well-filmed. It's got interesting action. It's different. It's... it's uh, I think it's... I don't think there's anything wrong. Got, the effects I awesome. really loved it when got, I saw it. Yeah. Just I haven't, I haven't re- had the urge to rewatch it, but I still think it's really good. I never got the urge as well, but I've always wanted to. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I, w- I would like to watch it. It's got a good ending. It's not your normal CGI bad guy versus bad guy. It's more of a I stand here and talk to the bad well, guy. Well, you're gonna get soldier the longer my list goes. Oh, oh no, shit! You go. haven't said Guardians two yet. You fucking or idiot! One. How <laughs> poss? How possible? Well, one's one. I don't care. I've seen people put one at, like literally the top of the list. And I don't care. 
That second one, though, was like a crime. Mm-hmm. Ten. Uh, wait for me Let's to go. fight it. Let's go from ten to four. I All would right, love Jack, to see you fight ten it. Ten to four. Okay, at number ten, I have Black Panther. Uh, okay. Number nine, Avengers Infinity War. Eight, Doctor Strange. Better than Infinity War. Now, you could change those two around. I wouldn't mind. They're about <laughs> the same as... At what, eight and nine? Yeah, eight and okay. nine. Doctor Strange, Infinity War. Uh, seven, Captain America, Civil War. Six, Guardians 1. Five, the original Avengers. And four, Iron Man. Mm. Yes. Okay, ten to four. Number ten, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, number nine, Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh my God. What the wow, fuck is wrong with Number eight, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You're blowing my fucking mind. Okay, eight, I can live with We fate. can just cut Num- Zeke out of this podcast, I think. <laughs> number seven. <laughs> he edits them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, Marvel The Avengers. Number six, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number five, Thor Ragnarok. And number four, oh. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Oh. And number four. And number four. Ooh, ooh. What the hell oh. goes in front of that? Um, all right, well, I'll start with uh, number 10, The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, boy. Wow. Yeah. It's quite good. Movies uh, are fun. Number, iconic number nine, Iron Man 3. Interesting. Mm. That's an interesting. Number eight, Captain America, the first Avenger. I'm fine with it. Way better than people give credit for. It is. Rewatch it. Number Trust seven, four, Ragnarok. Ouch. <laughs> and number seven, that's a good score. It's not good enough, I'm afraid. It, it scrapes the top seven that I would happily rewatch. Uh, number six, Spider-Man Homecoming. Also six for me. There you go. And... Same as Jack. Five, the Avengers, and four, Iron Man. Four, the number four. Okay. Four to ten, guys. Um, okay, so let me justify why I have Guardians. Uh, you have... With no, Age wait. Of Ultron. You have Guardians and Age of Ultron above Infinity okay, War? So yeah, that's crazy. They're the trashiest trash movie. That's my bottom two. <laughs> and you have it above Infinity War. You're blowing that's my mind. Okay, well, I've talked about my issues with Infinity War. Um, a lot on the potty, potty I have I have and I'm not really going to delve too much more into that because I, especially mind. when we get into the end game review I might have to remedy something we're in the end game now um, bam, bam, so bam, bam. Age of Ultron I enjoyed for a couple of reasons <laughs> um, a of only a couple of reasons <laughs> no enough enough to really be like okay I walked away from pretty well I like the first off the opening sequence I really enjoy um, nah, it's see, it's that's, there's some that's really... video game fucking mm. trash right there. Okay, so when okay, the snow. I'm gonna wait until the second half of the show to talk about another video game sequence. Then Jack, we do, but this is like next level video game <laughs> fucking. No, it's not. I don't know if I agree with that, but I will say the problem with that first scene is that it throws off the pacing almost immediately. And then it just the introduce they just introduce weird Nazi bad guy, and then like what number was it? Ignore that you put it at. Uh, Nine. Age of Ultron? Yeah. Nine, right? Nine. Yeah. Too high. Nine's fine, though, dude. Nine's fine. That movie's trash as fuck. No, okay. It's so... pretty serviceable. It's just a little bloated. That's it's, the it's, main it's thing. It's bland, I... colourless, nothing happens. It's just, like, sombre. Oh, we well, were experimented on. Even the bad guy is just like, oh, I'm just like a robot Tony Stark. I actually think Age of Ultron, especially given watching yeah, Endgame busy. has a lot of seeds in Endgame that get why because they said Endgame loose. in the movie no there's a bit of loose I think there's a loose we won't game. get into spoilers here don't worry no but, but you're are, right there's a lot of there's a lot throwbacks. of throwbacks to Age of Ultron and I think honestly James Spader is a pretty good villain um, I can't believe it can't believe it I think there's a lot of character development in the second Jack. film I keep trying to rewatch it and it fucking puts me to sleep I don't understand I think it's honestly so Spader boring. does a really good job as a villain I think the development of Quicksilver and Scarlet, which is Trash. pretty good. Oh. I like the fallout of that movie. Age Civil of Ultron War. is just 
let's put in a bunch of scenes to set up other movies. We have to set up bloody Thor that's Ragnarok coming all this from, shit. Like, that's what Infinity War is. It's just setting up the following movie. But it's not, not necessarily. They're the same. They're, they're one and the same. They're setting themselves up like a movie should. It's not like. I'm Thor. I have to go away here, and then also but Captain America. That's true. I- that is a pointless. Captain arc. America and Iron Man have pointless arguments in Age of Ultron just to set up possibly inf- them doing civil war at some point. It makes no sense. The- and it- that movie just—it's like there's huge superheroes. The first fight is in some forest, and then half the movie they're living on a farm. Okay. Well, I I I enjoy that film. I think it has some really good character development. Trash. It's, and incorrect. I like my character development, which I'll talk Wrong. a little bit more in our review later. That's fair. Okay, Guardians, Guardians 2. Guardians 2. You Number are eight. so wrong. Number 8. Okay, Guardians 2. Wrong. So, wrong. I think this film is in the same boat as Age of Ultron. I think they both have... I think Age of Ultron doesn't have as many issues with visual effects. Guardians 2's weakest link is easily as visual effects. And it's 95% visual effects, so therefore it's straight trash Yeah, but we round. can't... Make, the problem is, in these movies, you can't make... Be like, oh... Visual, like, because that's what that's Bruh. what severely hinders Black Panther. You know the second Black worst... Panther's an Oscar-nominated you know film. The second worst well, we all part... know why. You know the second yeah, worst part the about Guardians is? The well, second worst part about Guardians is the script. So when you have oh. ba- the two bad things about it are the, how it looks and the script, then it's the trash movie. But it's not. The script's nothing wrong with you know, the script. It's meant to be a comedy. You know what the jokes are? Cut to Drax screaming and laughing. Yeah, but you That's can... true. Point and laugh at Peter. God, Look how fat and me. annoying he is. Drax laugh is at fine in Infinity War, but... Irritates me. Yeah, it's in, every in character is two. just hey, let's all yell at this character and point and laugh at him, and then the audience will point and laugh at him as well. I think there's some good uh, name one no, good joke. I think you can't like do 50 it. dick jokes like, in the first I 30 minutes. Exactly. In all seriousness, I don't feels immature that movie. Mm, yeah, Perfect way to put it. I would say, but thank that's you for not that. the stuff I'm watching in that movie. I watched the I'm watching more the Kurt Russell Star Lord story going on, which is what I enjoy about that movie. I found that really underwhelming. There's only one good moment. Really? No. There's only one good moment in Guardians 2, and that's the moment where he goes, it hurt when I had to put the tumor in your mom's head, and the camera does that thing where it goes in on Peter. The vertical Yeah, he gets snapped out of what he was like, his trance. That's the only moment I liked in that film. I think, I think it's a fun moment. Green screen hinders it. I agree. I think the whole film is on green screen. Yeah, it looks. It reminds me of a Star Wars prequel, that film. And the Some set design. Want. The set design is just bad. It feels like they used old Star Trek sets. I, I don't know if that's true. I really like like the costume. The production I like the costume design. design that is was great. all great. But their ship, uh, uh, Ego's ship, it just looks like an old Star Trek set. But before they had any money to make good sets, I mean that his could have been planet, intentional though. His, I know it could have been, but don't do it. His I, planet, I like the don't too. do it. It felt like it felt like an animated movie that was like when he rides up and he's on top of his ship and he's like surfing it and he like waves at them. I was just like, I feel like I'm watching like Despicable Me or something. Like this is like, it just it just felt so stupid to me. Despicable okay. Me. Yeah. I I think I like the film and I like the development of all the characters and it. it funny enough, I'm not looking forward to. It. The third Guardians movie, but we'll talk about why I'm not looking forward to that second half of the show because of certain things that happen in that movie. Um, okay, I don't really have. A I think the rest. Anyway. I think the rest were pretty unhappy with. Yep, I am too. Spider-Man, Avengers, first Iron Man. I feel it's like all this pretty is all in interchangeable. Sync. Yeah, I would really just like to break into everyone's top three. So Jack was number three. Top three. My number three. We're going to go around. My number third. My number third. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Because okay. I love my boy Spider-Man. Fair enough. And my number three was Guardians of the Galaxy. Fair enough. Uh, my number three was Avengers Infinity War. 
I think I agree with all of these choices. I my number three has to be Spider Man because you know I love my Spider Man. Oh yeah, uh, Spider Man is putting that top three. It's such a good. It's just a good film. It's just like a high school coming of age story. Look at, I it's just want to look at Michael Keaton. That's like the only reason I want to push the best the sequence in a Marvel movie. In my opinion, is yep. that car scene. And then your choice. What was it again? It was Guardians. Guardians. Uh, that movie. No argument. That there. is like perfect sci-fi to me. Like that opening shot of him when he's dancing around the cave, and just the aesthetic of it and mm-hmm. his mask and everything. I was like, yeah. this is just like. If this guy painted sci-fi paintings and he adapted it to film, I like the accomplishment too of how we managed to get characters that, let's be honest, ninety-nine point nine percent of even the MCU audience probably didn't know who these. And they were. are yeah. weird characters, and they're like twenty-fourteen. It was a year. It was like the first <laughs> movie where they were like, let's just let's just start getting weird. <laughs> let's just yeah. do some weird shit and see if people like it, and it worked. They I mean, stopped. They stopped playing it safe with that movie. They're like, we're gonna and... have a talking raccoon, a talking tree. I think 2014 is probably the best year for MCU. You had Winter Soldier and I think it's Guardians. They, I think it That's was the incredible. year after they learned to, from their mistakes with Age of Ultron and having Made too a much control. Of sequels in and 2013. they were like, let's start giving directors their own films. I, I think, did I say this last week? I think I said this last week that the, the second phase in Marvel, when they started grabbing you know, the Russos and uh, you know, James Gunn, that was brilliant. It's when they started giving directors. A voice. They're like, here's yeah. these characters. We're not giving you the right to make a Marvel movie. We're giving you a character, and you make the movie. Oh yeah, we'll say oh, even Sha- about... it was Shane Black who did Iron Man three, eh? Which yeah. I'm not a big fan of Iron Man three. Rewatching it, but you can tell again. It's a sh- at least go, it has Shane Black. He's, it's like got, his yeah. vision. Um, I can I I can agree with the Spider Man thing. The reason it's at number six for me is because even though I loved both your points with mm-hmm. you know Michael Keaton. Um, you know, the, the kind of the tone and the mm. whole school vibe. Like, I love all of that stuff. I I just think Peter gets away with too much in that film. Mm-hmm. If you look at something like Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire, yeah, he Spider- does not get away with a lot. Spider-Man 1 and 2 is a lot of... Everything that he does affects him. And, yeah. like, everything has a consequence. And Spider-Man... Uh, Homecoming, Homecoming was doesn't more like, have really a lot of that at all. It, it went for the more fun route of just, like... Pretty he anticlimactic just final scene. But I like that. I, I like the that. fact that it wasn't a big CGI battle and it was more just two characters who were that really out great, of their yeah. element. But even the fact that he treats... um, Is it Michelle? In the... Yeah, uh, yeah MJ, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the girl... The daughter. Oh, the daughter. Uh, Liz. Liz, sorry. Um... He treats her like crap the whole movie, and she's like totally fine with it the whole time. Yeah, because they, I mean, I don't think either of them realize that he's being like she just thinks he's nervous, but he's being a kind of a he's being a prick to her. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think I think the end battle was like two characters, like in any generic superhero movie, they'd be like, even though these characters have never once fought anyone and have any training, all of a sudden they're having their big CGI battle. This was like this is a dad versus a fifteen-year-old boy. <laughs> like it's yeah. just. No, it's also awesome. what hindered out. me and put me down at 6'2", because I yeah. was at 6'2", yeah. was... Uh, I feel like the comedy fell flat sometimes, and I don't really yeah. like the character of Ned. He, what? He's yeah. fine. He's a fine character. He's a, he's a comic relief. awesome. No. Uh, I, think so you need, cool. I think you need Supposed that character. That, that's, the, that's the vehicle, the audience. That's like, hey, audience, this is you. Like, if your friend was Spider-Man, this is how you would be. Yeah. He's inserting himself into the world of Spider-Man. Jake's pick, Infinity War... I could agree with that, even though I had it sort of lower down because I just think it's like kind of, it's a lot to me, and I just it's, couldn't connect a to a lot. lot of it, I but. think I think um, I mean my my the thing the reason I love Infinity War so much is like it's so to the point. Yeah. And when you when you watch that film a few times over, and you realize just how sharp everything that's happening is in terms of story, especially now, no spoilers now with Endgame kind of sitting alongside it. It just stands out so much as like a sharp film, mm-hmm. um, and and like, like I say, I feel like the Russos did the impossible with that film. 
that could have fell apart so easily. Well, yeah. I know, and they I mean, made I... everyone feel relevant. Well, I don't think I, like... Not you don't talking agree, about, Well, no, not talking about, like... No, in all seriousness, I mean, it's now sitting at 10. I think it was sitting lower at the list before I watched Endgame. So it got okay, a bump so it's almost a complimentary thing of it. Yeah. I okay. still think the film is just too many characters, but... Um, I also have always stood by and said the Russos did the best with what they were given, and I think this follow-up film definitely shows that I think that they just hit that perfect, um, perfect sync when there's just just not too many characters, but it's more focused. Which yeah. I mean will reflect in my number two and nice. number one picks. My number two, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Okay. Mm. I mean, mine's number four for that, so yeah. I mean, that's, what's your yeah. number two? Iron Man. Wow, fair enough. Interesting. Uh, my number two is Civil War. Okay. I feel like both those choices I can understand, but um, I feel like Iron Man's good. It's really, actually, no, it's really good. Mm-hmm. But it also, as time went on, it became less unique. Like, I feel like they used that formula enough times I, where I was like, you go back uh, to it, it's just like, But uh, it's the original. I, I know, but that it works make, even with that context. It's the original, but that doesn't mean it's the best. Like, they refined the formula and they made more interesting films after. I don't know. I've went back and watched it like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I watched it recently I love too. it. I think it's so good. I think it's got good moments and it's got iconic moments and it's it's a well-told story. But in the end, it is good guy versus different version of the good guy. I guess. Like sort of ending. And I think it's just the character, the way they establish Tony Stark. I think they did a great job of that. fantastic. All of the context behind the film, where it like leads to. I think like, uh, Jake's choice... Civil War, I think I think the reason it's so high for me, um, it's, it, it's like you said, Zeke, in terms of comparing the films as a collective, as mm-hmm. part of the saga, I think Civil War is so massively important to yeah, the but... plot and what event... I mean, it, it takes us Into, to Endgame yeah, but also, directly, but it's also really well-crafted and the Civil ideologies War. that they face and the way the characters kind of do things you don't expect them to in that regard, and that all of that is just really was, smart. That movie to me was, uh, if it didn't have the airport scene... It would just be a, a generic Marvel film. I feel like the airport scene That's... 100% saves that film from being generic because I don't know. I think, I think the three of us have different takes there because you you think that the airport I, I scene think... is the saving grace of it. Zeke thinks it's the worst part of the film, and I'm someone who loves that it's there but can understand. Why I just feel it's an like issue. the movie is so kind of somber and bland, and they didn't. That no one ever talked about any sequence besides the airport, like because I don't think that the movie really. Mm. To, it's to me it's because it was the most characters ever had one moment. My, you can tell by my top three that I kind of like the movies more energy and more fun to it, and Civil War sort of took its time and tried to be more of like an espionage sort of slow-paced unfolding sort of story. But you put Winter Soldier at two though. Yeah, but that's like that's that's got a lot of momentum to me, it's, and it doesn't. It's it got doesn't, more momentum. It doesn't sure, take but... it like Civil War takes its time with stuff. Which it's fine with a movie that takes its time. I like slow movies, like Social Network, favorite movie. Mm. But it it feels more like in in Civil Civil War, it's like sort of like a trotting. In Winter Soldier, it's like it feels like Captain America is sprinting to the end of the movie. Like it's like got such momentum and energy to me that uh. Well, that being it, said, Jack, yeah. what's your number one? Oh, I've got to go for Thor Ragnarok, man. Mm. Thor I Ragnarok. knew about this. It's obvious. You could probably guess. <laughs> but you probably guess if you worked all that. My number one is Civil War. Captain America wow, Civil War. look at that. Just repeat so, what I said before. Well, my <laughs> number one was Winter Soldier. There you go. Well, that's a... <laughs> but I, I feel like Wait general consensus is Rus- the Russo films are all pretty high-ranking films. They're I had good Winter movies. Soldier at four. Directors. 
Two, yeah. one. Yeah. Where, where do you guys have Thor on your list? Of uh, Ragnarok? Ragnarok? I think I had seven. Five. I had seven. So. It's, I don't, can't believe you had it at seven. There are things I don't... There are things I love about Everything. That. Uh, I don't like the Ewan Bremer. Is it Ewan Bremer? Who's Ewan Bremer? Oh, not Ewan Bremer. What's the guy who's always... The guy... Carl Urban, sorry. Ah, I love him. Who is Ewan Bremer? Um, <laughs> this is my stuff. Uh, no, nah, it was a bit of a... I didn't like... Uh, silly. So I just liked the movie. The movie was silly. I like um, it's. It felt like I love New Zealand comedies, and it just felt like a New Zealand comedy that happened to have a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Australia. I I feel like that's also nationality context too, though. I know, but I I admit that I like it because it's just it's the the humor is contextual yeah. to where I'm at right now. That's fair. It's okay. So my favorite Civil War scene is not the airport scene. It's the the final fight between Iron Man. Uh, yeah, America. So I guess I've heard about that moment. And that the entirety mo- of America, just <laughs> the entire country. It sounded like you said uh, entirety of America. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I just the the everything in it, the the score, how they tie. But I think that's a better. Like some people have said, it's a better Black Panther movie than Black Panther, which because Black Panther is actually a guy in a suit in that movie, and not he goes a CGI through a, fucking gr- rubber man. He also goes through a pretty good arc <laughs> in that movie too, even just a mini he does. arc. Yeah. Um, yep. I like how. This man who has no superpowers is the guy who undoes, you know, he's an ordinary person that undoes a group of extraordinary individuals. Yeah. Like that idea. Uh, I think um, that final fight's really powerful. It's better than the airport scene because the airport scene's supposed to be the war, whereas I feel like the war is a bit more of an interpersonal war. Yeah. The the airport scene, I mean, I've said it before, it's like the first time you watch that film, like that's what you did, and you have so much fun during the it's moment. It's such but a you, fun scene. When you rewatch it and you you have that excitement, it's left well, you, and you're I, like, okay, I cool. saw it three times in the yeah. cinema. I yeah. like, like fun scenes. All right. Three times in the opening week. That's how much I enjoyed that film. And I just love the like the bit where it's like, uh, I can't even remember his name, like the bad guy's like Z- Zemo or something Zemo, like that. Baron Zemo. He's sitting in like that pod and he just plays the video and you just watch as... You know, like, you Tony, see you know, Tony's face as he reacts to it, and he's like slowly. It's so perfect. It's okay. I, it is really good. I just feel like I feel like the second half. Moment. That's why it's number two for me. The man. second half to me just is much stronger than the first half for that film. It just feels like the first half doesn't have much momentum. And the second half has after the airport. I guess as soon as they introduce Spider Man in his apartment, that's when it starts getting momentum for me. Hmm. I just okay. feel like the movie just it's a bit colorless. A lot of greys and. Blues. It is colourless, but I can kind of I can understand why. Well, they're starting to go into a more dire time. Yeah, but Endgame is dire times, and that movie is vibrant and gorgeous. Well, well we oh, can pretty much break we'll into that get, now. We'll get to it, yeah. Because that's it for our lists. Um, I'm sure if anyone will give us what feedback. What did you think of our list? Comment below and subscribe. Well, there we go. Um, <laughs> let's break into the big one, guys. It is Avengers Infinity. Endgame. No. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. No. Uh, Save no, Avengers Endgame. No one Avengers Endgame. You recovered too well. God, seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave. Became Iron Man. Adrift in space with no food or water, Tony Stark sends a message to Pepper Potts as his oxygen supply starts to dwindle. Meanwhile, the remaining Avengers, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, and Bruce Banner must figure out a way to bring back their vanquished allies for an epic showdown with Thanos, the evil demigod who decimated the planet and the universe. Guys, we're in the endgame. We're in the endgame. Waiting for Jack to say something. Come on, Jack. Uh, Oh, fuck, I've got nothing. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's why you probably would have disappeared when he snapped the fingers. That would be really funny if one of us had just disappeared from this podcast. 
I mean, I've done it for weeks now. So yeah. what, you're saying Jack would be disappeared and no. I would lose half my weight? Oh, I don't think that's how it works. Comedy. <laughs> it can be. I think I don't Zeke like should disappear. Comedy on this podcast. Zeke should disappear no, for his shitty opinion on so Guardians. Of course. <laughs> I'm glad how civil we kept that. By the way, I'd love uh, to point that out. That was pretty. This... That was pretty class, guys. Keeping it civil with that list discussion. That wasn't too bad. Wasn't mm. Last Jedi level. I should have said Last Jedi was my number one Marvel film. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, initial verdict: love it, hate it, sit in the middle. Um, Rewatching I f- it. I think this film is pretty darn fantastic. It is amazing. Amazing. What do you think, Zeke? Oh. The first <laughs> two... Were you about to do an impression of me there, Jack? That was really... Um, no, honestly, the I had way more fun with this one than I did Infinity War. And upwards of probably the last hour, which I can't really be... I don't want to shit on anyone for fan service. I don't want to do a jack with the Star Wars rants on shitting on people. I'm about with to shit on you. Fan service. <laughs> Literally. But the last hour is very much fan service. It's... And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because I accept that that is literally why we're there. I don't know if it's fan service. It's... If it's... There's a lot of fan no, service oh in there. If it's, if it's the final film of a saga and it references the films before it, is it fan service or is it just a good sequel that references the past films? Mm. You see, you see, it, when, it com- when it comes to this fan service, um, it's the same when, when people say subverted expectations in a film now. It just it just drives me nuts because obviously all we can think about is Last Jedi and now it's a bad thing, but it's also a good thing. Like, I don't know, yeah. It's, just, it's, just this it's whole a good thing. thing for us intellectuals. Look, I, think if, I think in terms of fan service, I mean, it's that thing of like servicing your fans. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Ooh. If it doesn't work, Ooh. if it's out of context or doesn't serve the story. Like, for example, a Suicide Squad having Batman in it for two seconds for no yeah. reason. Well, that's exactly oh, right. Yeah, having, having, having the Joker. In their movies. You shouldn't even have a Joker in that movie. Yeah. He has to do nothing. Look, the point is, like, it's fine. And I think I think in this film especially, I found it very... It, it was earned. It was so... Even was just in, within this film, it is earned. I agree. For a lot yeah. of reasons. I'm inclined to agree. Um... I think we just basically we break straight into it. We go chronologically through the sequencing, well, what we I've, like, what we don't like. I've I've detailed the film pretty heavily plot wise. I might miss the single two where I was like, oh, we're not talking about that, but I've kind of done that. Before we jump into that, though, I want to talk about kind of the uh, domestic, um, well, not even just domestic, but just the overall global box office records because we all knew this film was going to do good. Yes, really. And what was the prediction? Eight hundred million opening weekend. I I guessed a billion <laughs> opening weekend. I mean, it's looking to be a billion. From yeah. the readings, which is mm. absolutely it's got one insane. Right. Opening weekend carries through till Monday, right? I'd say uh, I, so. think, I think Sunday. Well, I think it morning. ends on Sunday, like sure. technically. We'll anyway, see. but technically that's our Monday, and yeah, that's that would I mean. be our Monday. So we got another day, like yeah, I knew I and stuff like that. Monday for a reason. Um. Anyway, so I pulled out. I pulled out an article from CNN Business. Oh, it's so, official. Uh, this is a, this is a real deal. Um, so Avengers Endgame has made an estimate six hundred and forty-four million dollars of the worldwide box office. This was posted. Uh, Says Saturday, so I guess it would have been like Friday ish. Our Friday, no, that would have been our that would have been our Sunday, but if they're a day behind us, yeah, and exactly, and this was posted on Saturday, mate, we're not fucking time traveling, it would be like maybe this morning, yeah, time traveling, eh? Good reference, Um, Jack. So, the so, um, again, this is an estimate, but it's not done yet, we haven't seen the official numbers. And I I looked at the screenings today, a lot of sold out screenings, even just like at 10 a.m. On a Sunday, yeah, it's like five, four or five days after we come out here, all so it's still going strong. And that's just um, in this one area of shitty Perth. <laughs> Imagine the Avengers Endgame has uh, has 
I don't know who wrote this, has the biggest opening day ever, and the weekend isn't even close to being over yet. Uh, the Disney and Marvel film surpassed a record held by Infinity War, which made $641 million since opening weekend around the world last April. Endgame, which has had Avengers return, blah, 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 has grossed an estimate $487 million overseas. So that's not including US right there. Mm-hmm. That breaks the record for the biggest opening weekend uh, internationally, which was originally held by The Fate of the Fu- uh, the. Fate of the Furious. Okay, I guess so that's what... This movie has to make... Is that Furious 8? Is yes. That what... Okay. What... This movie Whatever. has to make $2.8 billion to beat Avatar. And that's a crazy amount of money. I hope it does. Yeah. Um, Endgame has already had the highest grossing three-day star over in China. The film has so yeah, far made $217 million there, and China's usually the big... They're the ones where you get all the your money. That's the maker right there, yeah. That's why Aquaman did so well. That's why Pacific Rim did so well. Um, Endgame has had the biggest opening day ever in North America with an estimated $156.7 million on the Friday. That's roughly $37 million more than the previous record holder, The Force Awakens. Damn, they banked it out of it. They were like, fuck this, we're taking the record and we're running with it. So yeah, and now Disney estimates, um, said Saturday... Oh, well, yeah. Disney had basically estimated the three-day domestic total for the movie would be $310 million to $340 million dollars. The previous record was 258 Infinity War. That is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I mean, basically, we can just dive straight into it. Um, Absolutely. Sequentially. um, Jack, uh, what did you think of that hot start? How does it start again? Oh, Clint. Yeah, okay. It was good. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked how it just didn't didn't do any of the Marvel faff before. It just went straight to the... Hard cut. Cut into the film. To their feet, yeah. Flip a nice, a nice little, you, you're kind of that kind of felt like it should have been an end credit scene in the last movie, but they're like, yeah, chuck it on the, chuck it on this one. No, what? because I think I think it has something to say. Is like it obviously pays off. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm later saying, on it this was film, so it's definitely a, it's a, just sort a of like a, a little, it's such a, it's a little grounded scene before we give you all the space shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. I'd say it kind of grounds you in what what situation. The, it's like here's the reality of the situation. Now let's go to space. It's a good way of establishing because we have had a couple of movies between. The movies. Yeah, it's like, you remember what happened, guys? To establish where we are in the timeline. Absolutely. Yeah. Which timelines are pretty crucial in this film. Just a little bit. A um, little Just a little wee bit. Basically, uh, then they we pretty much go into... We, we got to yeah, we we talk spoon. about it. Well, right? we, cut, we cut straight to Tony Nebula on the ship. Bonded. I like that it just kind of cuts. So it's about, what, three or four weeks into the, uh, I think the snapping weeks, or the decimation. It's been three weeks since the snap, I think Captain America says. Yeah, so they're on the ship. Um, and yeah, they're playing that little like. Tony's looking game, fucking whatever. thin. He, I love him. I love that. A. Eh? He's on weight he watches. He looks nasty in this film, dude. Yeah. When he gets back and he's all hairy and old and creepy looking, he's yelling at everyone. I was like, damn, he looks fucking disgruntled. He looks so good in that. A. Eh? Was pretty good. Well, speaking of that, that monologue. That's okay because that, that's the first time Tony and Cap, like five minutes into the film, they reunite. Yeah, that, I love that monologue. And well, yeah, rather right, the way he's like a lot of, um I think it's funny how you were talking about how Infinity War was very sharp, mm. and then this film feels even sharper because it has it, to be sharp. Yeah, it has to. It's got three hours. It's not going to get any longer than that. Well, this film had the luxury of oh, cool. Most of our characters are dead. We can narrow this down to a a nice easy. It's exactly what Zeke was looking for. It's exactly yeah. yeah. That's probably why I enjoyed it way more. Let's get back to the original Avengers. But it's not just the original Avengers. It's also just a a more focal group like the stuff they do even with rocket or ant-man in this film is very good ant-man's almost the main character of this movie up until the, yeah, the end of the second act this. Well, that, he's I the think... driving force between every like he invents the time he discovers the time travel he 
does all that crap. Well, even like people like uh, Rocket and Nebula get like these people, get like especially Nebula. They make up, like I feel like she was a side character in the MCU for a long time. She's been the but side now character. I feel like the... she is like a main character. Like I feel yeah. like the next Guardian, she's gonna have a huge role in it just now because it's like yeah, hopefully. That movie, this, this yeah. movie made her a main character. And even like the stuff with Rocket, who's a representation of the Guardians in this yeah. film. He has to, it's them too. They're the only Guardians <laughs> yeah. in this whole film, Correct. basically. So, they, you know, they all get their fair share. And I, I really love the focus. Like, they open with the Hawkeye sequence and how they kind of stick with Hawkeye quite consistently up until the last act, yeah. too. Because I think he needed this time and they did really well with it. I think you said something about Jada, who was like, I don't know why they're focusing on all these supplementary characters rather. Oh, she than... just likes, she just likes like uh, the new stuff. But I think like it's Scarlet good. Witch and stuff. It's exactly what we needed. We have, we've had enough with Cat. We've had enough with Thor. We had enough with yeah. Iron Man for them to finish well, their arc. Yeah, that's why this film focused on them to sort of send them off. Like, okay, this is their final film. Let's get to the next generation of people. Yeah. But I think it's because, first of all, the plot calls for that, where Ant-Man is hugely in- integral to the plot because he's the one that brings the whole concept of time travel time lies. there in the first place. So he has so much to do in this film, which yeah. I love. And then you're right, Clint has a really fleshed-out arc in this. I know, he feels you know, like he could almost be the uh, the Captain America type in the, if they ever make if they make a new Avengers with this new cast. I feel like you get Hawkeye to be the new guy in charge like, but I, feel I feel like, like Hawkeye would just go back to his family though I know but he, I'm yeah. saying if they needed someone to be like the new leader I could imagine after this movie Hawkeye being the guy who's like okay yeah no mm. fair enough well we might as well just quickly break into we might as well uh, cut the head off as damn per oh say. wow that movie okay. um, well, you know what fucking starts because it's with a tw- bang it's honestly uh, we were sitting there and I think there was this strange because we went and saw it Wednesday night 11 11 p.m. 11 p.m. That was the only screen we could really so still a pretty marky crowd seats. as per se. People really who invested in this film to go opening night 11 p.m. And um, when the five years later, which takes what a good solid 30 it's to 40 seconds, it's a slow seconds, like fade. Like, it makes you figure out like what is years. It? it's like five oh five what years. Five years what? Well, I when Later. it's <laughs> five years what? Wow, <laughs> earlier. Well, technically, it does go yeah. five years before too. It goes both ways in this. Yeah, film. Exactly. you're right. That was a huge part of this. But you're right, the way they revealed that was just like awesome because I think I think in repeat viewings is going to be like oh it's so slow, but it's like that first time, the first time you really it's take solely in. there for that first time experience absolutely because this is absolutely the first time in the MCU where you have this a kind of time jump canon time jump which I normally complain about in movies because we miss a lot of development but I feel like it works for this one well, it works here because I don't want to see them I don't want 15 20 minutes of the movie to be everyone sucking and crying about how oh everyone's dead like get rid- get past that get to the let fuck this let's do something yeah. about it well the thing the thing is with that as well is um when you when you do that kind of thing and like we let's talk about venom for a minute venom this does movie? this multiple times when it time jumps six months later six months later six months later. But the thing is when you do that you lose momentum well you can't do that but during an origin story as well like you well can't, yeah exactly but like, like in the fantastic fan four stick the fantastic four have their powers six months later they're the fantastic four well, exactly, I think, that's and then silly, this one, but then you're allowed you, to... Sorry. You need a counterbalance, don't you? Yeah. So in order to jump five years, we need to be left on something that is Could, war- warranting us jumping five yeah, years Yeah, because we can fill future. in the gap. We're like, oh, even when we see them and they're still... Like, it's not like we cut to five years and all of a sudden everyone's back and it's like, hey, everything's fixed. Well, it's what's, like, What's the last thing we see before we jump five years? We see someone getting their head... You know, we get to see Thanos decapitated. He, he went for the head. Four walking out of... I mean, that was a great, like, reveal of... 
Because you're right. It's like, what does Thanos do after he succeeded his goal? And when now he he's chills. just yeah. He chills. I, I, I remember when I when so I first saw him in the him. movie, and he's like all messed up and picking weird spiky fruits. So I was just like, oh, we're gonna have to deal with a whole movie where Thanos is like dealing with gross his guilt, looking and like just like doing like his chill thing. I'm like, oh. I love that he doesn't even have guilt. Though. But uh, he, they're just that. like, no, yeah. we're gonna kill him and bring in a different Thanos. Fuck this. We're gonna bring back well, the cool Thanos. Well, look, let's let's keep let's keep to the the the, the, the chronological. Time. Let's keep the chronological. We're gonna do two jumpy jumpy like a time time yeah. machine. So basically, Thor lobs off Thanos's head, and yeah. that scene kind of is just like that. Um, Captain like Marvel snap. is essentially <laughs> interesting in this opening sequence, basically to just get Tony back to everyone and, and then she basically fucks point <laughs> where Thanos is. Yeah. Go and help destroy Thanos with the rest of them. Then she literally says, I have to leave the movie now. Goodbye. Basically. <laughs> and everyone in the audience <laughs> My applauded. planet needs me. Well, as Jake <laughs> yeah. and I talked about... Well, literally. Literally. <laughs> as Jake and I discussed following <laughs> watching the film... It really does feel like the Russos didn't want Captain Marvel. Oh, in this I feel film. like they yeah. were like they knew that we. Everyone's saying, "Oh, they better not introduce a new character and then have her save the day." I feel like they were like, "Yeah, that's Which, right." Thank God they did. I feel like do maybe that. they weren't. With like, She's hugely supplementary because they in that f- life. they filmed Infinity War and Endgame before they filmed Captain Marvel. Apparently, yeah. so it was probably a case of we haven't really developed this character, so maybe we shouldn't have them be the focus of the story. They probably saved face on that, too, because they were like, yeah, you guys haven't given us a movie to work yeah, with. Yeah, so why don't we just make her a side character, like a yeah. very side character? The thing is, I've been thinking about this for a while now, the use of Katamara, because my initial walking out of theatre was she did nothing in the film. Mm-hmm. And then I was definitely talking to a couple of people like, she was oh, okay, the... she saved Tony Stark at the start. She was the uh, and... saving... She was like the deus ex machina of the film when there was an issue that needed yeah. to be solved. Oh, here she comes. When the characters can't solve an issue? Not every time, mm, though. Not luckily. every time, but at yeah. the moments where they were like, we need to write ourselves out of this. How do we get Tony Stark back? Okay, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, they're losing the battle. How do we make them suddenly get a huge advantage? She, she helps She'll with show keeping up. the pace flow, like, flow well. Yeah. Because she's there. she well, gets yeah. characters from A to B, or she accomplishes goals that allows the we story have, to yeah, progress. It's like we could have a 20-minute sequence of them slowly destroying Thanos' ship, or we could just write Captain Marvel comes in and destroys Thanos' ship. It's like... Yeah. It's like she cuts the crap and she's like, okay, let's just get this part out of the way. I mean, my issue with that is like, there's like literally 50 other MCU characters in this situation who could do similar, similarly damaging things. I guess it was her entrance. But it's the thing, they tried to get that wow moment, they didn't in our theatre. No. When she went Black Panther, came back to life, but not when Captain Marvel just showed up. Was it when she was outside? Because the shot was just medium shot of her floating with a black background. It wasn't even like a hero shot, it was just like. Sup. It felt like a reshoot. Like, yeah. hey, sup, I'm Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah. But look, look, going back to it, because I want, I want to talk about the fact that, like, everything, because, like I said, my initial reaction is, oh, she's useless. I'm like, oh, okay, she saved Tony Stark. She did this. You kind of need her at the end there, because that's the whole point of having everyone in the same room that finally pulled yeah. that off, you know? Um, not that they couldn't earlier. It's just that, that we've been waiting for this moment purposely. So you kind of need her then. So every time that she shows up in this film makes sense. So I can kind of understand why she's in it. Yeah. Even though I don't really... I still don't like the way she's used I think she's film. neat in this film. I think they use her exactly the amount that they need to use her in this film. I think um, she's really good. It's really... I think it's... When... when to, It was the way of bringing Tony back to everyone else. I loved it because I thought... Cool. We're really, we're really pacing along here nicely, yeah, and then she goes off. Fast movie goes, and she yeah. and she goes away really quickly, and the, then she's not seen until the last twenty minutes, and she doesn't serve much. In I the think final that's why conflict. I like this film better than Infinity War. Is this film doesn't stop to like? It's not. It's not like we could. 
show Tony Stark figuring out how to fix his ship and then slowly drifting yeah. his way back to Earth, or we could just get him back to Earth so he can move on with the story. Yeah, because no that's not it's welcome. It's like we get the scene where he's grieving over losing Peter yeah. in the last film and missing Pepper, and that's enough out mm-hmm. of that scene. We also see him building a relationship with Nebula, yeah. even on a supplementary level, and then. But that's all that that part of the story needs. So getting him back is good. Well, it's at first that you're right. It's that coping mechanism yeah. of him establishing friendship with Nebula, and then the not only is like the Pepper Potts message, like okay, this is like a sweet kind of expositional thing for Tony. It actually does make sense because it kind of explains how Captain Marvel finds him in the first place. Is he's yeah. probably leaving messages for Pepper, who is now them. at Avengers headquarters, oh. and they probably all heard the messages and were somehow able just, to figure out. I would what have just from. assumed that she. Uh... Actually makes a lot of sense. I always I've been thinking about it. That makes maybe he was sense. sending out a signal and she was just picking it up. I mean, that's how they. Yeah, just enough. Like just, who they cares? knew where they were going too. Like they like planetary wise. I mean, the they were heading in the right so. direction. They just didn't have the supplies to get there. Yeah, exactly. Let's, yeah, let's move on from this section. Yeah. Though. Okay. Well, so taking it back to we jump in five years later. Cap mm-hmm. is hosting a meeting, kind of like how Falcon does in Winter Soldier, which I thought was a nice touch. We get a Russo a cameo. I think that's the only thing to me that really drags. Is I'm just like I get it. I've I've heard <laughs> people say this sucks. is definitely the scene to cut if you were to cut a scene. Yeah. But it does. I think it has that nice complementary value, and you see how Cap. Even when he's physically not able to beat something up to save the day, he's emotionally yeah, I giving yeah, himself I'm out inclined, to people. I'm inclined to keep the scene. This scene does belong. I understand there. why the scene's there. I'm just saying, in relation to the rest of the movie, it's like we kind of it's there to be yeah. like, oh, it's, here's how long it's been, but let's show that the characters aren't over it yet, that the world isn't fine. Like it's like yeah. we could, yeah. you would just assume the world had gotten over it, but here's the part where we say the world isn't over it. It's, but it's just like, yeah, I just want to get to the, I just want to get to the the fucking hard. The, the meat of the film. It's definitely an effective scene in, in that front, right? Because I think about it, it's like, well, you got other scenes like um, you have the memorial of all the names and stuff. That's a great scene. Mm. But I don't think it feels as personal as having this meeting and I, you know, I Joe like Russo scene. talking about going on a date and this stuff like that. This scene really does establish sort of the tone that the whole almost second act runs on, or at least a, mm. uh, the first half of the second act, if you would call that's where the, the acts switch. It's like the fourth act out of um, nine. Because sorry, no. <laughs> it just, it. I That's like the tone. Nice. I like the way the scene's graded with that eerily sort of greeny teal mm. color, um, and then it really goes into it bridges into where are, almost a where are they now section basically with all yeah. the characters, and that lasts a while if you really think about it. Yeah, like the plot moves forward, but it's like we don't it, we don't meet four for example for like takes, another half an hour. I know that takes its time introducing all these characters, but then I feel like as the moment Ant Man is shot out of the van, it's like, oh, yeah. now this is when the shit because he's like. He comes out of there like, well, we got to fix this guy. Basically, yeah, exactly. that sequence, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about in that sequence other than basically it's all the characters dealing with the fallout in their own respective yeah, ways, introducing the characters. Evolved. Which is why I then turned to you in the theatre and went, what kind of movie are we watching? Because <laughs> this is not what I thought I was uh, Am in I in the for. right cinema? <laughs> yeah, because uh... the bit when, when Hulk is sitting in the back... With of, Rocket. Oh, with Rocket. That's great. The music playing, the music, they're driving down the just road. Just before that, when they introduce Hulk, so and he's just like, dope. he's like a motivational speaker, like, look how I've changed my life. I <laughs> love Hulk in I love him. So I think he's, it's, I feel like, like the perfect they had done everything they could with Big Green Monster, and now they're like, let's just see what would happen if we put them together. And they pay it off well, later as well. To, there's enough to show the progression too in, with Ragnarok and, and how they use Hulk in that movie. Yeah, exactly. It felt like it led perfectly into this. Yeah. You could believe it at this point that he could possibly become... Well, there's almost an agreement Hulk between better. the two characters, yeah. per se. And yeah, look, and then we get into the the Fat Thor stuff. And well, thick Fat Thor. Thor. Thick, thick Thor. Thick Thor. Thick Thor. Which... 
they make fun of him for his weight every two seconds. I think, yeah, I think everyone's I think, biggest I think, problem with this scene is. I think people are not going to hold too kindly to the scene after I, time passes. I feel like it's fine, in my or opinion. Whole, and I feel like anyone. Like Fortnite made it five years into the future, Jake. Yeah, the fact that people like, are, I don't care. People are still dabbing it. in the I year 2022. I so hard at that. Yeah. No, I just feel like... playing PlayStation. Oh, you called me a dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, good. I love, I love they brought Cork back. I, I just, I think that... Connected the, the wife I like his Hawaiian shirt. With me. Yes. Tucker Waititi's character. Yeah, it just but, seems cool. But what I mean, I mean for, in particular, the way he's handled, because, I mean, it, it's like we were talking about, you know, it was Elise being like, is he going to be fat the whole movie? You know? I think a lot it's of people that had that reaction. Thing. Jada had that reaction as well. Like, yeah. I want him, like, this is his big... This is the big movie, and we're having this version of Thor that isn't the, the best. Lebowski like he's version. like, I want. <laughs> she's, I want the best version of Thor in the biggest movie. You know, it's like I want Thor with his fucking abs out, throwing thunder at people, being badass. But we get this I fat Thor instead. I, I mean, I it, personally it, thought yeah, it was I really good because it. it showed how vulnerable he was. And, and it, I mean, it's like it's a subverted expectations. And everyone's yeah. saying that it's fat shaming all the time. It's like they, it's not like he grew, all of a sudden grew abs again and then he could fight. They made him. They stayed true. He's he's a fat dude, but he's still fucking badass. He's yeah. still Thor. No it's funny though. That's the thing. He, he still like efficiently fights in this stuff. Like he's still. Well, at the end, isn't it, isn't it funny though how uh, fat shaming's a bit subjective? But you it's know, just people who are insecure like, about themselves, man. Yeah. Just be honest. It's, it's not fat shaming if it's a dude. But I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. But um, no, honestly, and that scene's really good because like he says Thanos and the, the oh, mood and just the, breaks. Yeah, the mood and the, the he's room like, we don't say that. Change. Oh, we don't say that name here. <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah, it totally so changes, and I think those scenes are really good. But I think where this movie really, for me, was at its peak was quote unquote the time heist. The time heist. Right. Um, when well, well, first we established that I want us to talk Tony about Tony Stark. Stark first, he's moved yeah. on. He didn't lose anyone important besides Peter, but now he has a daughter. So he's he's got a family got on the, the farm. He's got the most stakes in this new version of the world where he's started over. No one else has started over, so they're fine with resetting everything. Yeah. So when yeah, we meet Tony, he's, yeah. he's the most changed. He's like, I'm, I've got a daughter. I'm fine. I've got my house. I'm I don't want to help you. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, Tony, having the knowledge he has, knows that he's like, oh, I could probably figure it out if I tried. And when he figures it out, he's like, well, fuck. Now I well, I won't rest until I have I have to help them now. And, and it, admittedly, the, the stuff with Gwyneth Paltrow in this film, despite a lot of her kind of polarizing comments against these films and her performance in these films. She's often scrutinized all the films she was involved in and didn't want to be involved in a lot of them post the Iron Man films. Um, she really does her bit in this film. I think she understood. Well, they brought her back a it. lot. Like in the last couple, like, like obviously, I feel like she's thought of when she into was it. in Homecoming, for example, like that was a big shock. Yeah, but yeah, it was kind of like the Natalie Portman of Endgame, where it's like, how the hell did they get her back? I guarantee they didn't get Natalie Portman back, but we'll get to that. No, later. I think they. Whatever. We'll get to it yeah. later. But um, no, I think I think that's an important scene because like they have their moment. You know, yeah. Tony and Pepper, they sit down, and he's like, "I figured it out. I figured out time travel. I could just throw it in the lake though, and like go to bed." And then she's like, "But you will you be able to rest though?" And obviously that plays into something at the very end of the movie, um, heart, very heartbreaking. But it's a gr- it is a great scene because it's yeah. like it, these two, the relationship between these two is also something that we've spent. I mean, the three of us half our lives invested yeah. in that first Iron Man in two thousand eight. You know, that's a relationship that's been and they really do develop well. over the course of those three films and outside those three films. The issues that are that he has over the course of the Avengers and uh, Civil War. Yeah. Um, he It's pretty promptly discussed over all of them. And then even her cameo in Homecoming. So, 
And it, it worked out quite well because they did the whole, like, oh, we're on a break, we're on a break. And they did the same thing with Thor and Jane Foster because, mm. like, oh, we're not going to be able to get either of them back. But it actually worked out because in this film, both... It works out because, obviously, Tony and Pepper get back together and, and even more into that family unit, mm. while on the flip side, you get Thor, who has, like, his emotional breakdown talking about Jane mm-hmm. during the mm-hmm. time heist planning, which is... Just awesome. So time so heist. Eventually, yeah, eventually he decides <laughs> to get on board with it, and then we shift into that time the whole heist team's montage back together. scene. The whole, um, the whole crew's back together. Not really a lot to say about the scene. Yeah. It's basically just a setup for all of the cool timeline stuff that comes up. That's true. It's a lot of refreshing for audiences. It's basically and stuff. just establishing relationships that haven't existed before, or um, it's just it's just explaining to the audience why they're going where they're going and stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. You get Ant Man like watching Four Story. He's talking about and the he's dark like really, and he's like, he's, oh, everyone he's else like is excited. Like, everyone else is like, oh my God, here he goes. And he's like, well, I'm really into this story. He's like, oh my <laughs> God, space. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love that moment when he's like, wait, like a planet, like an outer space. And Rocket's just like, yeah, well, yeah. congratulations, you've yeah. caught up. <laughs> We're going, I'll take you to space. He calls him a dog. He like, him on the head. Do you want to go to space? Let's go to space. <laughs> yeah. I honestly reckon Paul Rudd's from still my favorite part he's of so all of these collab movies. He doesn't even get to go to space. It must have been. I, I would, never got to go to space. There should have been a moment when they went back to the Avengers one, and Ant Man just like I am is such a big fan. <laughs> like he's like I watched this. Yeah, on the that's news. a good point. They should have had that. I yeah, can't I believe I'm a part news. of the battle now. And he's like gets up. Maybe when he's up in the Avengers tower with mm. Tony, he's like, Oh my god, it's just like how I imagined it. Well, he kind of has that. He talks about like that's America's ass. He's and like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Rogers, that suit did nothing for your ass. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mr. Rogers, as far as I'm concerned. That is America's ass. Well, yeah, so basically in this part of the movie, Tony, Cap, and Ant-Man go back to 2012 where Avengers were. Nebula and War Machine go to... Guardians 1. Guardians 1. Guardian. We talked about the dancing earlier in the Which, episode. bloody hell, that was a funny scene. We're just watching Chris Pratt dancing. What and a great return. I was waiting for that cut, yeah, when yeah. they cut the and music. And then uh, <laughs> Natalie... Was it Natasha, Natasha and Clint and Clint go to Vormir for the Sultan? I honestly think the, we'll get should that have, bit in should a have probably bit. told him one of them was going to die, but that's fine. Yeah, and then she uh, didn't really. She was actually vague. Yeah, well, she probably that. didn't. She a probably wanted them to go. Convenient, yeah. vague. And then me, but okay. Uh, Thor and Rocket go to Asgard. Which for the, for okay, the I don't really Asgard. care to talk too much about the Thor Rocket stuff apart from the debate that. Basically, what happens is Thor has his little wincy in Rocket, and it really doesn't matter. Basically, all it is is Thor has his final moment with his mum in that. He gets yeah, closer. which is nice. That's nice. Um, that's all that scene really does. You're right. But, There's uh, not a lot else going on there. They didn't bring that. No, no they I, didn't bring that. It literally looked like they just put CGI it over looked, all it scenes. It looked like a stand-in from afar, but then they have the shot of her like well, no, waking that's up. That's just a shot from the movie. That is shot, it actually? That, that's all in Thor: The Dark World. Also, I googled it right after you said you don't. You think she came back? And Joe Russo said she came back and did a voice. For like when she was that scene where she's far away and you, they didn't have any. Oh wow! So they made a re-record her dialogue. Wow! But everything okay. else is just. They probably just brought a Zoom recorder up to her on some other yeah, set. Yeah, exactly. Just like, that's that's it. interesting. The rest is just they got this the footage, the raw footage, and I'm guessing they CGI'd a pole. They composited a pole yeah. into it, so it looked like they were hiding behind a pole, and then they just used footage. Yeah, she, like half every, of her body is like behind every other a pillar, character yeah. has sort of a, a gag where they realize that they're being followed. Like the mum's like sneaks up on Thor. But then Natalie Portman just sort of walks around and you see mm-hmm. people sneaking behind her. I feel like they would have had a gag where she's like... Yeah. I, I guarantee if they got her back for the movie, there would be a gag where she saw Rocket because she doesn't know anything about Asgard and she would have assumed that it was some yeah, Asgard funny. servant or something or like yeah. an Asgardian pet. And she would oh, hello. Like she would have treated them like a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? So don't really care to talk too much about that She's one. on um, uh, IMDb. 
accredited in the film. Well, I mean, I think mm. they have to credit like they they use, the voice. Use voice. Footage. Um, Interesting. So I don't really care to talk too much about that stuff. Um, stuff with we can probably talk about the Hawkeye. I'd like to talk about the Hawkeye Scarlet I feel like, Yo hands and stuff. Well, no one really knows what happens on Vormi besides I feel like uh, Blue Lady has what's her name Nebula. Nebula. Oh my god. <laughs> Nebula has kind of an idea, but not. She doesn't truly know what it's like. Well, there. she knows that Thanos took Gamora there and came, came back, back without her and with admitted, a stone and so. admitted that she he had killed her. But uh, she might have not actually known it was like a requirement. No, I think he announced it when they were holding him down to try to get the gauntlet off. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, sort of. Oh yeah, because that's what leads he's to Chris. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what happens to. Chris. So yeah, he she but, would know uh, then. I feel like she maybe she knew and maybe she hinted at them like maybe we should send those two. She doesn't give a fuck about them. She just showed well, up. What it is in the film, it's Scarlett Johansson who actually asks us, like, so what is Vormir? And then she's the one that says, oh, that's where my sister was murdered by Thanos, sort of thing. Yeah, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't that actually important. say what. Happened. I feel like she kind of was like. I'll, she's like an anti-hero almost. She's like, go there. They, they're the ones that have the, they love yeah. each other, so they can get the soul stone. I mean, that's she... that's a lucky pick though. Rig- okay. imagine, imagine if like Hulk and Rocket Raccoon. Went, oh, that's what I was thinking. That's why I they think. threw each other off. That's and why nothing I think. Happened. Even like War Machine and like Nebula, who were doing the Guardians. Like, <laughs> they just yeah, have exactly. to. They just have to go home because they're like, well, we don't. <laughs> we don't know each other. Yeah. Well, but, uh, he been... throws his suit off. War Machine. It would have been. It would have been a cool. Maybe if it was Natasha and. Captain America, and then that's when she kills herself. Like you could have had a f- couple different pairings. No, because I guess. you want to pay off the relationship between yeah, those well, that's two. That's the Hawkeye story convenience stuff. that yeah. part. But if you're I, looking for a different pair, my my annoyance with that scene doesn't come with who goes. It's sort of like it's a it's a mirror reflection of the like it's meant to be the opposite of what Thanos thing yeah, was, where he defiantly kills. Like that's what and happens. It's shot the happens. same way, the same music. Yeah, yeah. Kind of stuff, I don't know. Same it beats. just it it kind of dragged a little, a little bit. A little bit draggy. That if any scene that could have been condensed a little bit, it would have been nice to be like, like, literally just Scarlett Johansson knocks off Clint, and then she just jumps in without all of the big dramatic like over here. For some stuff. reason, I, Mate, d- I don't I, know. I think I don't think the scene actually worked for me until they were already dangling off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Until same. that point, I was a bit like, like a joke. Mm, but once but it got for some there. reason, I thought that they weren't they weren't going to they were going to somehow shake Red Skull down for the. St- I don't know why. Shake but I thought they were, I thought they were just going to start fighting Red Skull for the stone instead. I imagine like Clint like lifting him up, shaking him, be like, "Give me the stone! Where's the stone? Where's the stone?" Uh, but uh, you know the reason why it would have been interesting to have I'm Captain America and Natasha. Ago, is because Captain America would have shown up and Red Skull would have been like, "What's up, bitch?" And he would be like, "Oh, fuck." Well, that's the thing. You we don't see it, but you mm. imagine they have to meet at the end of the film. Who Red Skull and Cap when he goes to return the stones? Oh, they would have to meet. Hmm. When that he returns cool. that stone, oh, no. oh, you got a good. He would have there. to meet with Red Skull well, unless he went back in time and told a different version of Nat and. Th- no, no, that doesn't right. make sense. He it would have he to be have him. To go back and literally go up to Red Skull and be like, "Hey." That would have been so cool to see. You. That would have been a good end credit scene. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they did it. Yeah. They might, have been let's that. be honest, they might end up doing another Captain America time traveler movie. I, gar- no, um, I think if they do a Captain America movie again, that would be that so shitty. From the point of view like of the... Sam, it would be like, here's Captain America in the 80s being all secret and stuff. Yeah. Wouldn't that be like funny though, the first Phase 4 film? The MC like Captain America time travel yeah. story. So it's like fuck Why? you. He's gonna go fight a dinosaur. Anyway, like a lot of these scenes, they just end up getting their stones back one way or another. No, a lot the, of cameos. You get Cap v Cap. The Earth which is dope. Yeah, the yeah. Earth scene on Avengers One is probably the highlight of all the different journeys they go on. Yeah, because you get a you Robert. Get the most. You get a Robert Redford cameo. You get uh, what's his He's name? He's retired from, from acting. He said, eh? Yeah, he has retired. You get Robert from Redford. Acting. You get Frank Grillo. You get. 
I love that. What's the chick from Doctor Strange? You get the chose. Oh, oh the, yeah, the, the ancient one. Ancient one, yeah. Doctor Strange. That was a dope mm. scene. Her and Hulk. That was yeah. such that a classy was scene. Really good Real scene. I love the part where Ant Man bends over and tells Tony Stark to flick him. That's my yeah. favorite line from the film. <laughs> I like. Me. I like exhausted Captain America. I'm going America inside you now. I'm going against, inside. Competing against uppity Captain America. I could just do a, this all day. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I fucking get it. Oh, we've been through this before. That is America's ass. <laughs> he's like, you know what? He's that's, right. Like that scene's good. Like I. But like, but I like, like that the younger Cap is able to beat the older Cap, and it's the Bucky. I know. I thought he would comment on that. I thought he would have been like, man, I used to be much fitter. Yeah. Uh, but I do love how he like I used to be Captain a America Scout, directed the, by Josh Whedon. Captain America in the <laughs> the elevator being like, You can trust me, hell hydra. Oh. And then when he's getting choked out by himself, he's like, Bucky's alive. <laughs> like just fucking. But I love other- that he's yeah. able to use all the knowledge up until that point. It's just fucking the to other defeat version his of him, like, yeah. That's so clever. Well, I mean, like, so they end up getting the stones, but it they have to get back know, to the seventies as well. Because yeah, they do. That's Let's another go. thing I want to mention with the seventies. Is That's that those, those scenes only exist so that Tony can meet his dad and mm. uh, Cap can see Peggy, well, from, I feel like Be- Peggy from afar? The, the yeah. only reason this thing exists is so and get the other time to remind space. the audience that Cap still is in love with Peggy. Mm-hmm. So yep. to remind them that for the ending, yep. finally, but then tie also Iron have Iron Man's character arc throughout all of his films pay off with his father, father. saying, "I hope I don't have a son because I'm afraid he might end up like me," and that sort of like. That's like the end of Iron Man's arc. It's like, okay, yeah. now we can, you know, do what we do to him later. Yeah, pretty much. Now we can yeah, and I love that scene. I love what I love the the. I don't really like CGI Michael Douglas, but uh, Michael Douglas for some reason every time he's he CGI'd, everyone looks fine. He's de-aged. Except Michael Douglas. Howard Stark looks fine. Michael Douglas. I don't know what it is. Maybe he just has an old man face that can't be de-aged. Yeah, I he looked alright. He looks. Trash. Yeah, he doesn't look they good. completely. He looks like a. I guess I don't really know. Would have been better to just get the back of his head and use his voice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe de-aging a slightly or bit literally less. just get anyone else to play. Mark. I know, I don't know like, why they're obsessed with de-aging, but like, get anyone else. But I feel like that, yeah, that felt like because they can usually do it really well. They can norm- I mean, Sam Jackson, Captain Marvel, good. Howard Stark, whenever they de-age him in all of his so... movies, he always looks great when he's de-aged. Mm. But for some reason, maybe I think Michael Douglas's face is just too old manish that can't be de-aged. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and his voice is very old man. Like no one in his, I think he's meant to be twenty in that scene, but he sounds like an old. So man. after they like basically after yeah. they all get their their gauntlets back, we've tied up those. I mean that's it. They come back, yeah, into the present day, and Hulk's the one to find out that to do Nat the snap. Dead. Well, yeah, they find out Nat's dead. They're all pretty bummed out, and Thor's like, "Oh, we can get her back. Stop being bitches." And they're like, "We can't get her back, mate." Well, it's the not thing, the thing with yeah. the thing with Natasha, I think I don't mind her death scene. I just I'm sad that the way she's handled after her death because Why? well just, just firstly just she's absent from the final battle which is sad um but also just it feels a little too little too brushed over uh oh, cuz cool, they kind of have to they kind of I know they have to cover in that well, last she's in a lot they of they don't really have to though cuz as far as they're concerned they're not on any time limit like we know in our audience knows that Thanos is working his way to come back through time but yeah. as far as they're concerned, through, through Nebula and yeah, as far and, as they're concerned, it's been five yeah. years. Why don't we could just? I mean, maybe they're afraid someone's going to come get the stones. But as far as they're concerned, it's been five years. What's another hour of mourning? Well, their what I mm-hmm. well that's the thing. What I've found, I I need to go back and watch it to double check. But what I've uh, f- believe was said is that Hulk actually talks about the reason the gaunt the gauntlet like when he obviously uses it, um, he's the one that elects himself to use it to try Gamma and snap radiation. everyone back. Grammar radiation, exactly to snap everyone back into existence not not go back in time or anything like that just bring them back into the mm-hmm. present day the reason it was so like painful 
and it basically like burned his entire like arm and stuff off. Apparently, he was trying to go back to save oh, Natasha was, yeah, as well like, as everyone. I was everyone. thinking I was trying to get Nat- I was trying to get Nat back. I didn't catch that the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really I feel like it's fucked him up just because because it started burning him before he even snapped though. Like I feel like it's just well, too exactly, much power. Exactly because he was trying to go back to I guess it would be twenty fourteen demolished uh, in, in the timeline that went so that would have been like nine years back as opposed to five years for everyone else i think it, mm. i think the main reason it fucked him up was just because he's bringing back trillions of people yeah from the grave yeah but, so uh, well anyway as he snaps and everyone comes back it's uh brief moment of happiness moment. birds are chirping and then i thought ant-man got fucking eviscerated i was like well they've killed ant-man <laughs> i just like, killed ant-man too i was like damn that and that would have been such a ballsy way to kill someone just oh well everything's back to dead and that we, would have been quite ballsy as well, I think. I kind of. But then somehow, every, even so, Clint, a regular human. But he went human, small, so I can understand but that. Clint, just, a regular dude. So survived. why did they blow up everyone? Well, basically. Um, yeah, we kind Thanos, of brushed over Thanos. Well, yeah. Thanos. basically, what happens is through the character of Nebula in the past, uh, swaps with the, the present, teleports them all to. The so Thanos can just show Thanos up. and he's four. It's like I could just show up and people. they've already made me a gauntlet and has all the stones. I would just fucking come here. That's and another thing we've got to mention is that the nebula that comes back in time with everyone else is actually a twenty fourteen nebula who's still yeah. trying to please Thanos and but the still other basically nebula a bad is real clever, real clever. So clearly that's why it was really funny given the fact what happened in Infinity War, she was such a random person to keep around. It's pretty and clever. Paid now. Off here, yeah. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um yeah, basically what happens is then they become to the present day, which is 2023 or whatever. I think it's 2023. Yes. Uh, no, I think it's... No, because Infinity War... It might be War, 2022. Infinity War is 2018, and that's five years after that. So Okay, so... 20, 20, oh, oh, no, you're right, 2023. 23. Yeah. I don't know why so, I fucking fought you on that. Basically, they destroy Avengers HQ. All you just of fight the, him everything, Jack. Basically, yeah. what happens is all of the <laughs> Avengers in Avengers HQ get separated yeah, into respective groups. Blown up into the floor. Um, that was a great fine. scene. I was like, "Damn, some of yeah. these dudes are dead." But they won't. <laughs> yeah, none, none of them nobody were dead. died. Even Which, yeah. the regular people are fine. Yeah. So basically, that leads to correct amount of separations and essential separations. Basically, it leads to all the characters circling around Thanos. He hits well, his the three. Well, you get you get the free big. You're right. Yeah. He gets his super villain monologue where he explains what he's gonna do. Where he's like, I'm gonna fucking make a new universe, bitch, and destroy well, yours. It's, it's interesting because the thing we talked about with Thanos in the last movie that made him such a great threat, obviously achieving his goal, but destroying half the universe, the balance, having that kind of yeah. that ideology that you can actually kind of understand. In this one, first off, I think it sucks. It's a shame. I understand why that the Thanos we fight at the very end of all these, like the combination of it's these a films, less developed is Thanos. the 2014 Thanos that hasn't. Being, experienced yeah. Infinity guy War. sitting on the chair in the middle of nowhere. He is literally, yeah. They took him back to being a generic villain because he hadn't yet had a chance to not be a generic villain. And but, instead of destroying half the universe, he now wants to destroy the entire, or the, the world. I know, so even though it's however, personal, it's more I think outlandish. he understands. I think by watching that video, it allows his character to develop kind of quick fire in that scene where he's watching himself die. Yeah. He is he's aware like, that that was the cost. And yeah, he's like, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I, I didn't do this he for myself. He says that's destiny being fulfilled. His yeah. destiny was fulfilled. And now him in the past is paying for that, I guess. But like he then sees that as an opportunity to get the best of both worlds, to have his destiny be fulfilled, but survive. Yeah. So I actually think that argument of, oh, he's a less developed is kind of incorrect. I don't know if he's less developed. It's just he hasn't gone through the events of Infinity War like we have. 
And it just feels like a little... Uh, he just sort but of becomes... Way, he kind of has. It's all expressed in the moment, and I want to jump too far ahead, when Scarlet Witch says, you're going to pay for what you did. And, he says, and he's like, I, I don't even know you. Which I that think is a great moment. That ruins that moment. I think that's a good moment, but I just feel like... I, I agree with you a little bit just in the fact that it's like... They, <laughs> they took him from the big... Like, it, it just feels like a less... He feels... For some reason, he shows up in this movie... And he feels like a generic bad guy, but in the last movie, he felt like a character, you know. Like I've I agree, a little yeah. bit more of a generic. Like when he when the fighting, he doesn't him, have I'm the levity like, of his actions. Exactly. Yeah, he just feels like when he shows up and he's fighting people, it's just like, oh, here's the bad guy, like fighting people. It's not like here is the dude trying to. I do guess his your thing. argument is that there's no real way of getting the best of both worlds in this situation. Exactly, because I love that they kill him in the first 15 minutes. It makes awesome. perfect sense. But if you have to do that, you have to end this way too, which is you're right. Yeah, which I don't think I don't think it's a bad. I don't thing. think it's opposite. I, th- I feel all. it's fine. I, th- I, I think it's fine. It, I just understand where you're coming from. Sad, yeah. But yeah, because uh, yeah, so... this story becomes less about him and more about the it's, Avengers. Yeah, you're Whereas right. the last film was very much about him. It's the free act structured structured around Thanos, and this time we're back with the heroes. Yeah. We're following the hero's story. So he's basically, now a means to the end, which Thanos... is like what Ultron served in his film. Yeah. And your favorite Marvel what film. Loki, <laughs> no, what Loki served in the first Avengers film too. Yeah, exactly. Loki was just working for Thanos in the first Avengers. Exactly. It all ties back together. But basically Thanos beats the shit out of all of them while they're fighting him. He's like doing flips and shit. They're doing flips and shit. Mm-hmm. He has Thor on the ground. He's pushing his, his axe, axe into right Thor's into his chest. chest. Then we see a Star Wars shot of a lightsaber in the dirt flying towards another character. <laughs> It, the the hammer oh, comes up. Whoa. You know the scene from Force Awakens. I know what you're The hammer comes about. up, flies towards Thor. You think Fuck he's going to catch that it? Scene again. Yeah. Flies past Thor. Hard cut. Fucking Captain America, Captain America holding the hammer. Show. Lightning coming out of his fucking hands. There is not a theater in the world that, that didn't, didn't get scream. the loudest pop. What a payoff that to that such is... a forgettable scene. Like it's like such a yeah. not a forgettable scene, but such like a it's a great scene. It's like a throwaway right. scene in this movie. How about we pay that off by have him hold the hammer and Hulk just Hulk. Two films ago would have been like, oh, that's my hammer. Fuck off. Like even in Age of Ultron, you mean Thor? Oh yeah, Thor. Even in Age of Ultron, Thor was like, okay, we can stop now. When he moved it, yeah. But like in this one, him, him, just all his character development. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's like, I fucking knew it. He's like, I knew it. it. That's such a great. So happy for him as well. Moment as well. I just, you're right because it is a great scene in the first place, and it was always that thing of like. God, people they were going to pay. I, I mean, you, you were there listening next to me, Zeke. I screamed louder than I meant to. Yeah. You know, when you're like, oh, I'm going to, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to cheer. And then it's just like, like fire comes out of your breath. And you're like, I didn't mean to do that. You had so, a similar moment earlier in the, in the night. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But I think, yeah, look, that moment, I loved the theater that I was in even for that last act because I liked the rowdiness about it. When Spider-Man rocked up, or when Just, everyone came back. Every, oh on your, my when his, when god! On your left, people came back. When on his, your left, when Cap gets the message on your left, and then hundreds of characters come out of the portals. You see, know. you see, with the thing. I mean, we talk about um, Captain Marvel, and like we, you know, we made a joke. Like, oh, she didn't really get her pop, in, at least in our theater, sort of thing. Black Panther, because yeah. he's the him, and you know, he's kind of little squad he's there. Wakandans, yeah. yeah, the Wakandians. Like, uh, I guess, yeah, it works. Um, they got a ma- I mean, they're, they're the first people to walk out. Yeah, but they got a massive pop, and that is a testament to how well they banked on Black Panther being successful, and it exploded. Yeah. And you know, say what you want about it, you can nominate for Oscars and shit, or whether how good the film is, but the cultural impact of that character and that film was massive. I mean, and this like, film, it sells this uh, moment. In its bar, it's 
like the battle sequence. Don't really need to talk too much about it in detail. Apart from pretty much everyone gets a Just moment. insane. And it is much um, movie magic. The, it's, a, an epic battle on that it's, scale. It's this decade's like... like uh, Return of the King. Return of the King. Return of the King. Just insane. suit battle. Which is why I didn't have too much of a problem with it. It reminded me a lot of like Pella North Fields from Return of the King where like they've got literally pretty much every character bar Sam and Frodo on a battlefield. It's like in Civil War where everyone's like that's not a war that's a fight and they're like oh you want a war alright well here's the fucking That's exactly what everyone wanted out of Civil War and thank God we waited for now. Fighting hundreds of characters? Okay. Yeah. Like it literally, or it, you're a hundred percent right. It is this generation's Return of the King fight yeah. from like, that. and it's just a good way to structure a fight is to have the object they're fighting for being carried across the battlefield. It's a good way to build. Like it's like that's what adds ten. You don't want to see yeah. CGI people killing other CGI people, but here's the thing that there's builds an the tension. object that we need to keep away here's the, from. Here's the, the thing team, that literally you know? will end the world. So fucking keep it away from the bad guy. Yeah, and, and you get really... you get those like unusual. I mean, like, they brought. Everyone, like yeah, literally, they got Pepper Potts in an Paltrow Iron Man suit, yeah. just destroying you know people. And then she even has like a back and forth with Peter at that, one point. That girl moment where all the girls come together, which yeah. I think is a good moment. But yeah, when, I love that moment. In that I moment, notice it just sort of noise. I mean, they literally were like, yeah. she's got backup, and then all the girls shop. One of the girls is except Black Widow. is Mantis. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? She doesn't have any powers. She just reads minds. She's walking out, and then it cuts when it cuts to the behind shot of them running yeah. into battle. She's not in the shot, so they were like, oh, really? "We'll just have her because she's a girl." But then let's cut to behind, and she'll be gone. I was oh, thinking about that. I didn't no, notice I, that. No, honestly, I thought about that. I was like, I can't remember what her power is. She yes. makes you go to sleep and shit when she touches your face. Yeah, <laughs> great power. No, it's true. And like honestly, so there are things. More like I don't yeah I don't want to stick too long on this because we are running nice. pretty long. Oh, yeah, um, no shit. So as expected, we might as well just skip to the final end sequence of this. I where... am inevitable. Yes, and I, I am Iron, Iron Man. Man. Pretty good. A nice. Brilliant way to end his character. At least you can click your fingers. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't be able to do anything with the gauntlet because I can't click my fingers. Oh no, you'd be like, yeah. oh fuck. <laughs> what if I made two gauntlets and clapped my hand? <laughs> yeah. So I can't do it. The the big three. Plus Captain Marvel, duke it out with Thanos, and she gets like her moment where it looks like she's going to be the but he the fucking yeets her out of the movie. Yeah, she's gone forever. And I love that though that he grabs one single stone with his bare hand, so it injures him to get Captain Marvel off him. I like that. That was clever. Yeah, yeah. And then Iron clever. Man defeats him. Makes all his army fade away, and then Iron Man dies, and every person cried in the audience. Well, you get nah. Do- you get Doctor <laughs> Strange giving him the, the little because he asks, he's like, "Is this the one? Is this the like? Did it's, we make it? Like is this the, the one like reality?" It's like the moment where they look at each other, and Iron and Man's then, like, "Do I have to die?" And and, and he's like, and yep. Doctor Strange pretty much, yeah, you gotta you gotta fucking. And that's die. why it says earlier, like, if I tell you, it's not gonna happen, because yeah. then you have time to process the effect of yeah. I have to sacrifice myself. So it was clever. Yeah. It's a good and moment. it's, a, it's a, yeah, kind of, in my opinion, a slightly underwhelming death scene, but I don't know how else you could have done it. I don't exactly. It would have had to be. It would it have been plays... too hammy. It would have been him going like, uh, uh, "I'm not uh, Peter, come here." That's because he doesn't. Well, that's the thing. He, he doesn't talk. say anything. He doesn't. He just, yeah, exactly. He's just fuck. He's like you could tell he's barely alive. He's just alive. He's but just alive you, enough. You get Pepper saying regarding the the She's... comment she made earlier. You can rest now. She, I know. It's perfect way to. T- and that's, that's perfect. perfect that's the way of saying you've done your job. And I love how she's go like, to bed. It's such a good moment. She's like, we're we're gonna be fine. Do you just rest? You die. Yeah. You're fine. And the moment he's like closes his eyes and he's dead, she just breaks and starts crying. That's a good moment. It's great. And then you cut to all the other Avengers. They're all tearing up. 
then hard cut to his fucking funeral. Proof that Tony Stark has a heart and everyone he's ever associated Big one with. one shot. And that's a meta moment of all the characters paying respects to their, their leader, essentially, mm-hmm. who, who started it, it off. And for some reason, the kid from Iron Man 3... Weird. Which they I'll still argue was a little silly. Should have had maybe an adult with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, w- that would make it even less obvious. I but think. It, that would be like the same as if they're going through the crowd of people and then the Mandarin's there with like handcuffs on <laughs> and a prison outfit. <laughs> and he's Having there. They have all the villains there too. <laughs> Je- Obadiah Stane is there. <laughs> Mickey Rourke is there. <laughs> and then, I mean, essentially it wraps with... Red skulls. Natasha, <laughs> Natasha's a force ghost in the corner. <laughs> It wraps with um old old Cap. Old oh, Cap. Cap goes back in time to return the stones. Then he never comes back. And he's like, I thought I'd try some of that life you guys were talking about. He's like God, an old what man. A perfect and ending. Sam is the new Captain America. What which a no perfect... one should have a problem with. Which yeah, is a good choice. As you said, the Russian. No one no wants, one a, wants Russian. a Russian terrorist as the new Captain America. <laughs> so give it to the American with the, the sh- American. You know what? He has a shit beard. His jawline goes for like three more centimeters than his beard. So it's like. <laughs> So he looks like he looks like he has a really weak jawline, but if you look at it, it could be much more pronounced. Well, someone don't... commented on his beard finally. Yeah, someone. But how good does old Cap look? I don't know if that was CGI makeup or combination. It was CGI. amazing. They did CGI for Peggy in Civil War, so I assume they did CGI. Definitely CGI. Oh, to make it older. Yeah. Which I think is the because when you do when you do uh, latex shit, it looks like a young person with like an extra layer of skin. Yeah. If you yeah, do CGI, yeah. you can sort of thin it out a bit. I don't yeah. know. Because the only problem I have the with like things like arms. with the know. darkest hour or stuff like that where they did do that. The CGI. Is the eyes are the big problem. So you can't make someone's eyes look older, like their actual well, irises. I think they can okay, in Marvel. Yeah. Um, so the biggest problem you can with Gary... You like the crow's feet and stuff. Yeah, but even then, Gary Oldman's eyes are just too young to play gotcha. Winston Churchill. Well, that's why... Well, Marvel just CGI's everything, so they can give him, like, gross old yellow eyes But it's eyes doable. Like, every other part of his body I didn't look at his old. eyes in this... Because he's watching the darkest hour and look at his eyes. No, I'm talking about Chris Evans. He's, oh. he's squinting the whole time. Oh, it's true. He is too. He looked I, like an old I, man. I really I wish they had just gotten Clint Eastwood to play old cat. He looked like fucking. That was oh, that would have been hilarious. Ooh, that would have been that? a great moment because yeah. then it would have been a moment of like, who is this guy? And then he goes, "Hi, oh, Sam." And you're like, "Is that Captain America?" Yeah. Like that would have been such like a good payoff. Although to be when you Clint see him from behind, two, two, he so looks like he looks like scrawny Cap when you see him from behind at yeah. first. Initially, yeah, from the I wide, thought the same I thought thing. It was Clint no, um, oh, okay. I think Jake's saying he thought for a second he went back and stopped him from ever becoming Captain America. Mm, I didn't. I oh, didn't yeah. get to that point in my head yet. I think but I was going to get there, but like, I thought it was what? scrawny Cap, like a no, young. In cat. my head, I was like, I really hope this is Clint Eastwood, and he's just like, "Hi, Sam." That would have been so he could do interesting. It. And then buy it. It would be funny. And then young Cap walks out from behind a tree, laughing like, "I'm just fucking with you. I'm fine. I came back. <laughs> this is just some random old guy <laughs> I found still earlier. going, guys. I yeah. found him on the way over. I thought it'd be funny. Well, yeah. And then the last shot, the is very last shot, Peggy, and that's it. And Beautiful. then they, they kiss. They finally kiss. Which I say, if great. He, if Everyone's you didn't kiss, end. If you didn't kiss the niece in Civil War, that would have been even more impactful. That would have been his first kiss. We need to, we need to talk. Well, about I guess that. you got Black Widow. One last thing about the plot I want to get into. Um, I want to talk about the viewing conditions as well, like how we all saw it. Um, four looks like to be part of the uh, the uh, as guardians of the galaxy now. Said, do you remember me saying this when uh, maybe when Infinity War came out? I said if Thor doesn't leave the Avengers and join the Guardians, I'm going to be pissed off. I mean, it makes I a said, lot of sense now that I think about I it. I said that he wanted. To, I said he should start his own team because he was like, we're the Avengers. When he's oh, in that's Ragn- right. Yeah. Is that in Ragnarok? And <laughs> yes, I was like, Ragnarok, yeah. I was like, I hope he starts a team with the Guardians and calls himself the Revengers. 
but I like, uh, I like Asgard. Even though know, that makes sense. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, you talked about it earlier, Zeke. You're a little mm-hmm. worried about where Volume Three is going to go now that we have a Gamora from the past trying to who bo- has really like, like we talked about Thanos and now has lost all the place, development from the other I Guardians. I place films. money on the plot being. Peter has, to, Peter has to convince her that she should fall back for him, and I guarantee you, the 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 issue in that will be the conflict will be, but Thor is such a better person. You know what it I'm should so be? So I love Thor, but I want. But Peter's like, you should love me. It should be anger management. Right. With, Everyone remembers with, this film with um with Adam Sandler and um everyone's favorite Adam Sandler um, film. Oh my god, why am I blanking? Rip Torn. <laughs> that is his name. Don't fucking laugh at his name. Adam what, Sandler in, in the movie? It's Adam Sandler and Rip Torn. Oh, I thought you were... Okay. It's not um, Jack Nicholson, if you were thinking I was talking Jack about Nicholson. Jack Nicholson earlier. No, it's Rip Torn. Um, <laughs> it is. Google it. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> um, uh, Jack Nicholson is going to be the four character in, in Guardians 3, where he pretends to be helping Peter get the girl I, back. He ends up stealing Gamora from himself. I noticed how you said... And then it's all a big... Jack Nicholson when it's Rip I really Torn. don't... I'm oh my not keen shut for it. up, Jack. <laughs> it is Rip Torn. So, and then basically we're homecoming, what, next month? You mean Far From Home? July, July 4th. 2nd? Oh, it normally comes out around the 4th of July, so that sounds I heard it got right. moved up a couple of days. Oh, okay. It's early, very early July, um, and we talked about this. We um, th- This is the one thing I really love about Endgame, is that it doesn't just go back in time and saves everyone, and we're back to square one. These um, events happened. The MCU universe now takes place in 2013, um, and the snapping, the devastation... I think it's called the... Is it the Devastation? Decimation. The decimation is like basically the 9-11 of the MCU film. If you really think about it, it's now this universal event tragedy that has rocked this know, And if they stick to that, if they stick it through Spider-Man and the rest of the like Phase 4 and stuff, that will be dope. And I love that, that they committed to the end of Infinity War as much as they did. I love that so much. Well, that's pretty much all we have to say about Infinity War. It's Any a- highlight scenes? Oh, I gotta wait. I have to, uh, an amendment. Only one scene. It was Jack Nicholson. It wasn't Rip Torn. But Google, <laughs> Google Rip Torn. You. He's been in a bunch of Adam Sandler style movies, and he looks just like Jack it Nicholson. Was Jack, what Nicholson. was your one highlight scene? Uh, the Thor's hammer, probably. Thor's hammer scene. In America. Wow, one of the original. No, everyone loves this. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. My highlight scene would probably be... Is it Flick Me? <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I want to get a little tiny Ant-Man tattoo that just says Flick Me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a very tiny tattoo. I'd probably say, honestly, Mike, my highlight scene's probably sitting... I do really like the Thor apartment Ye- scene. Yelling at the kid outside the movie theater. <laughs> so Telling a kid to shut the fuck up because he spoiled the ending. He spoiled the fact that Iron Man dies as we walked into our 11 p.m. session. Was not a great moment for me. Yeah, but... I, I never seen Zeke. Even at a footy game, I've never seen him do that before. I was, was so happy. I was having a very bad day and that kid bit the bullet. Because oh, I don't even, I didn't insane. really care that much, but Jake was very hyped to see this film. And... Uh, we were hanging out. Um, the three of us were hanging out. Not Jack. Go away, Jack. Um, oh. We were hanging out for quite a few hours before the showing because yeah. because of me, I was talking about the acting I was doing. Because of that, and I didn't know when I was rapping, we couldn't book tickets ahead of time. Yes. So we had to go to an 11 o'clock showing. So we were hanging out for hours. Yep. And so then we get the to film. the door and some 13-year-olds say, I can't believe... Iron Man dies, <laughs> and I was like, I just out of nowhere was Thanks, just like, Mr. Spoil the shut the fuck me. up. <laughs> so he, lo- it was I'm so screaming great. at him. So right. and we we bolted into the theater and we didn't get any food or drinks. Or but probably like my that. my highlight scene would have probably been probably honestly the stuff in the the New York 
Yeah, sequence. That's a good sequence. That would be my second. That's a bit of fan service as well, but you're right. Very clever. I love seeing Robert Redford very in any movie. Clever. Seeing him in this movie, even just like for a bit. And then the Hail Hydra stuff, the Captain America stuff, the Ant Man in the scene, and the Hulk with the Chosen. Yeah, great stuff. All that stuff was really good. I, I, I do want a quick shout out. I do have a highlight scene that <laughs> I think is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, the scene I did want to talk about really quickly was when, again, Rocket and Hulk. Sitting in the back of the the truck with the yeah. the indie music, so if it, like it was a, such a great. You leaned at me and said, "What the hell is this movie, Jake?" Yeah. The real highlight scene, which I remembered, which is actually so well done, is when we're introduced to Hawkeye as Ronan. Yeah, we're in uh, is it Japan? That feels like a different movie. That's like Blade no, it was Runner. so. You had this big one where it's going around, he's killing people. The use of subtitles was so cool though in that scene. Yeah, it wasn't just like came up on the screen like it was like stylized. I mean, that's just kind what of they do in like action movies. Anime. It was so clever though. It was so good. A lot and of then, genres going on. And then like he's using his kind of he's got the hoodie on. And he's talking about like Thanos wiped half the universe. Now I will wipe you, sort of. Shit. I was just so like... It's like, why do you deserve is... to live and my family doesn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was just so dope. I loved it. It was pretty and cool. And then it leads into the emotional... This is Katana. <laughs> this is Katana. <laughs> I'd be careful getting killed by her. Her blade traps the souls of its enemies. <laughs> I Imagine if they just said that in that movie. <laughs> you should have said that. <laughs> anyway, so that was our review of Infinity uh, Out of 10? Out of Endgame. 10? Endgame. Endgame. Oh my Endgame goodness. out of 10 and where it Had ranks to do it on one your more list. Time. Oh, that, yeah, it was intentional. I'd give the movie a <laughs> 9 out of 10 and I'd say it's probably my number 3 or 4. Ooh, that's a good point. Check this. Uh, I, I think I gave it, I, I don't like giving grades and stuff, but I gave it a B plus because it does really great. It's a great send off. It's hard to review this film on its own because mm. so much of it is reliant on the rest of the yeah. MCU. It even makes the irrelevant MCU films kind of relevant. Now. But where did you slot it? Where do I slot it? Um. It's because it's so early. It's hard to say. Um, I would say with all the fan servicey kind of, this is the end of the saga kind of all that in mind. I might still put it at number four in uh, front of Iron Man, but behind Infinity War because I think Infinity War's way more rewatchable than this film. Um, oh, actually, no, I don't know if it's better or not. It's definitely in like the top five. Okay. Uh, I would say either three in front of Infinity War or four just behind Infinity War. So I put it in at number seven. Um, so it Wait, edged what? out the Avengers, but didn't edge out Homecoming. Um, Fair I oh, like okay. character movies more. Um, uh, this one did better than Infinity War, which finishes at 11th, and this one finishes at 7th. So it jumped a few, but it's still... Just a little cl- the end stuff's not my cup of tea, but I'm aware We're why in the it's end there. Game now. Um, I love. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty tight top seven, though. To be fair, absolutely. So I I put it in at seven. I mean, the things beating it are Captain America: Civil War, Winter Soldier, Iron Man, Guardians, Thor, and Spider Man. So all of you guys had those bar Guardians in your top hmm. five or six. Did you say anyway. Guardians? Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, yeah, where Guardians you, was number. Where do you put this, Jack? I, I went first, so if you were paying attention, you would know. There you go. I said number four. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, I'm so, I'm After sorry. After Winter Soldier, I apologize Ragnarok, and what was my third one? Anyone remember? I don't remember. You got your like Civil War on Spider-Man? you. <laughs> uh, no, I think you put Spider-Man. Spider-Man like four, I think. Uh, okay, so it would be my number four. After, yeah, no, my first three were Thor, Captain America, and Spider-Man, so it would be number four. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, so Avengers... I wouldn't quite agree with that. Infinity War is out in cinemas, most definitely. Even now, you might still want to book those tickets ahead of time. It will be in cinemas for a while. 
Yes. And I'm really rooting for it to beat Avatar as the number one highest-grossing film of all I'm sick of talking time. about Avatar. Get to free I wonder if you can get to both. Like, you can watch Infinity War and Endgame still in theaters. That would be well, pretty yeah, cool. probably, like, well, they did Infinity War doing... screenings the, the, yeah. the night before. That like, they did cool. that they should kind just of do stuff. a full, like, six-hour fucking show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Five, uh, back uh, to back. Uh, <laughs> Have, like, a five-minute intermission. Just go take a piss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, go check out Endgame in theaters Apparently, right people can't wait three hours to take a piss anymore. It's such a big deal on the internet. There's nothing really on in cinemas new this week. I'm not surprised. I think you know, they'll probably hold off for a week. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, dude, when I saw this movie, someone went up to the counter before me and said, can I get two tickets to Captain Marvel? I was Seriously? Like, I was like, are you fucking stupid? You went Thursday. You went the second day in yeah, the morning. Yeah, that's still pretty crazy. Yeah, and yeah then, no, no, no. And then yeah. they, it was either that or Shazam, and I was like, you're seeing the wrong movie. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, so next week on the show, we're going to have Jesse back on. Ooh, special, special guest, guest Jesse, Jesse Newell, Newell from Newell Creative, who will probably talk about a couple of things going on in his career. And we are watching Marie Antonetti. Friendship between Austria and France must be cemented by marriage. An Austrian teenager marries the Dauphine of France and becomes the country's queen following the death of King Louis the Fifteenth in 1774, Years later, after a life of luxury and privilege, Marie Antonetti loses her head during the French Revolution. Wow, I feel like that's Whoa. a bit of a spoiler. Whoa. Sounds like a lot spoiler. of fun. Are you say lose her hair or lose her head? Head. Oh, it's a bit <laughs> of a... Lose her head, This film was directed by Sophia Coppola and star- <laughs> stars Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Jason. Jason. <laughs> also, Kirsten Dunst looks really old. I didn't I realize. She just in, Wait, I when did this movie come out? 2006. That was, so that was before Spider-Man uh, She's in Melancholia 2011. She looks fine in that. I think they just aged I'm her I'm saying up. right now she looks fine. Oh, okay. There. I was going to say. What's going on? Dude, look. Um, Jesse, are you making us watch That's a period piece? Obviously, it's called Maria Antonetti. She doesn't look bad. She doesn't look bad. Jesse, you're giving us the tough ones. Also, no, I'm kidding. I'm uh, looking forward to this. It's a period piece with Durst and Cunts as the lead. Like, that's a boring <laughs> film. <laughs> so, thank you for coming on the show. Have you seen Melancholia, Jack? Yeah, it's literally called Melancholia. That means depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching the show, guys. I'm your special guest, Jack Bet. Uh, I'm Jake. I was Zeke. Thanks for coming, Jack. Oh. It's my pleasure. And we'll catch you next week. We're in the end game now. <laughs> Bam, 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 bam. With Maria Antonetti. Bam, bam, bam. bam, bam. bam, bam.